Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, on this episode of the Not Funny Guys Presents Off the Reels, we're going to be spectators of one of the most anticipated events in cinema history. The looming threat of Thanos finally arrives to Earth. Not Funny Guys fans, MCU fans, are you ready? For the hundreds of listeners of this podcast around the world, coming to you from the World Wide Web, let's get ready to rumble! We are the Not Funny Guys, and this is the Not Funny Guys Presents Off the Reels, the internet's number one podcast on public library recommendations with large selections of books on precious gemstones. This is episode 74, and today we've finally made it to the epic showdown of a century, the gathering of the Infinity Stones, the making of the most epic piece of male jewelry in the universe. Today, we're going to talk to you, the listeners, about I Am Groot Season 2 and the Avengers Infinity War. So enough of all this rigmarole. On with the show. We are your favorite ne'er-do-wells, the not funny guys. I am your host, Casey, one snap to rule them all, Franklin. And I'm joined by my two co-hosts, the other members of the not funny guys, Dr. John, one snap to find them, Evans, and Eric, one snap to bring them all, Linebarger. And together, we will give you a snap to bind them. Now, with all these shenanigans out of the way, we'd like to remind you, that if it doesn't say not funny, guys, then it's actually a scroll impersonation. Gentlemen, Ooh, spoiler. say hello. Spoiler. Okay, are, are we doing this at binding in the dark or are we doing this in daylight? <laughs> dark because it's night as we're recording. Daylight as the enough. people are listening. Maybe. Right, enough, maybe. Enough. Maybe. Maybe. We don't yeah, know. How's it, How's it going? Who cares? What'd Just you guys do um, this week? Anything fun? Anything uh, exciting? Yeah. One trivia. <laughs> oh, Lack of bowels. Man, we lost the trivia. <laughs> dead horse. No, we won. Because <laughs> we're the uh, heels. We are we are literally like being presented as heels now. Like the the co- announcer or the host, Mr. Barton Smart, he uh he he, he refers to us as the villain team, basically. Oh my god. Wow. We've lived long enough wow. to become the villains. We we were never the good guys. <laughs> <laughs> you played long enough. John, what'd you do this villains. week? Oh, just um, I went to an informal gathering with a bunch of colleagues where we did nothing but sort of rant and complain about stuff we don't like. Hey, and then I watched the U.S. I actually watched the most tennis in my life ever. I watched the female U.S. Open Championship where America won. So, yay! My question still stands: Were there keys put in a fishbowl? No, God bless me. Oh. Uh, let's see. This week, I watched several movies. I watched Hudson Hawk. Um, rather amusing. I watched The Nun 2, and I love the fuck out of it. Um, and I watched a movie that was supposed to bring audiences back to the theaters in 2020. And now well, it was a movie. So, uh, Oh, wait. Yeah. Was it Was, was it, it Top Gun Maverick? No, that no, that was okay. no, that was 2022. Tenet. Oh, was it? Oh, I should. Oh, Tenet. Tenet. Was... God. I know. <laughs> I started watching it, and my wife, she was recording a pod, her own podcast, and she got walked out of the room like an hour into the movie, and she goes, oh, I wanted to watch this with you. I'm like, you will hate this movie? She's like, are you sure? I'm like, I don't even think I like this movie. It's 
too complex for my head. I just can't get it. None of this makes sense. People figure out time travel and forwards and backwards and forwards and backwards and I know backwards and forwards at the same time. And God, John, did you see it? Have you seen it? Uh, Not all the way, but I do know enough that when you spell tenant backwards, it's still tenant. That movie just. (laughs) I just don't understand how it was greenlit. Like I just don't understand. Maybe it just because it's away Christopher from Nolan. Like, Maybe it just got away from him. It's kind of, it it's kind of, it was, him. it it wasn't quite the beginning of the end for him, but like it, it's clearly shows his his downward trend because Oppenheimer is no, because Oppenheimer's great. No, it's I mean, Oppenheimer's great. Ooh, we have a it's, it's beat out by Fast Ten. Oppenheimer. That's how I feel. Oppenheimer's still Oppenheimer's a three. Oh, hour Oppenheimer movie, made a lot of money. Out, and Fast it's because three hours. It's three hours of bad. <laughs> Fast, Fast Ten was a disappointment by box office standards. Yeah, Fat, uh, Oppenheimer is a huge Not success considering Sanders. how little it costs <laughs> to make that movie. That Oppenheimer's cheap. Yeah. He actually well, we didn't retroactively money, put Jason Momoa into scenes from a previous film using CGI. That usually worth saves it. Some save, film. Worth it. That usually saves money. <laughs> to save money, he was like, I will cut my shooting schedule down so that we can really build the town. See. Uh, so he only I want to say it was only $150 million to make. Only. It was really cheap. So Oh, by the anyway, way, I, by the way, speaking of Fast Ten, right. real quickly, have you seen that? Expendables oh, what, 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 is are you part of family to... now? No, I'm talking about the Expendables trying to rip that off. Oh. How's it? They, they literally off, say in one of their trailers, they say, "We're not just friends; we're family." So Stallone is trying to rip Vin Diesel off now because in an attempt to Fast cash is in. amazing. No, they're just trying Fast to cash. Fast is amazing. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's amazing. Uh, you die on that hill. Eric loves friend. it. You it's Eric's. It. It's Eric's favorite movie of all times, so ladies and gentlemen. If you hill. didn't know that, Eric's favorite <laughs> movie of all time is Fast X. I mean, it's getting. And everyone's like, "No, he it's needs not. films <laughs> that have the intellectual depth of a um, piece of paper." All I'm saying is, um, you but... make a bowl of popcorn and turn on that movie, you're not going to not have fun. So what he's trying to really? tell you folks no, no. is that Fast 10 is like the kernels at the bottom that don't pop. <laughs> Fast 10 is pure junk That's... food. You're going to love it. And then you're going to crash like right afterwards. No, it's the pop. It's the I kernels will, at the bottom that you have to put in that. your own mouth and hope they pop while they burn your tongue. <laughs> what yeah, kind but of popcorn yeah, but you're are you still eating? <laughs> you still go for them. Yeah, you, I'm just trying to you're, extend you're my metaphor. Right. <laughs> I'm just trying to extend my <laughs> metaphor here. <laughs> John, I will happily. It's going badly. It's going badly. I accept that. I'm just trying to beat it like (laughs) a dead horse. Casey, make a note in the Bible. We're uh, we are not going to let John cook the popcorn during our live watch. (laughs) Casey, don't write in the Bible. It's sacrilegious. Don't listen to him. Just a big big black dot. Big black dot. (laughs) I'm just going to open it up. Oh look, John 1420. (laughs) This is part of the nun too. (laughs) Casey, can you confirm? (laughs) I can confirm. This is part of the nun too. Uh, God, I love that movie. It was so fun. Oh, it was so fun. It's long though; it's like two hours, but it's totally worth it. Could have been ninety minutes. Um, um, it, you know, it would have probably helped to have been a tight ninety. They could have shaved off a little bit, but they're doing a lot to. But then it would have been a nun one and a half. Okay, okay, but that's my thing: is that normally a horror movie, you want to kind of keep it tight. But if you're trying to world build, I guess that's understandable. Yeah, because they basically explain the nun. 
And then they, in a way, set up for to franchise this out where you don't, you could have a nun three and it not be the demon nun. It could actually be the nun who is now the ex, the Pope's personal um, exorcist. exorcist. Oh, God. So you could have, then it could be the following that nun. So it's actually really smart the way they kind of did it. Jesus. Right. It was good. And it's got the girl from, um, what was that? Um, the Disney movie that's based on the famous book from a couple of years ago. Um, crap. Um, <laughs> the Disney movie based Wait, on Wrinkle the famous time. book. <laughs> oh, Wrinkle in okay. Time. The girl from Wrinkle in Time is in oh, it. God. And I didn't know that going in. Um, and she's really good. So, Oprah Winfrey? John's like, I will. Mindy Kaling? No, no. The, Reese Witherspoon? No, the little oh, girl. That Oprah Winfrey has a career ahead of her. The Just little girl. Okay. <laughs> you think Oprah's got a career? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. She's, Oprah, she's going places. I don't know. She, I hear. I hear she gives too much shit away. She just like walks into a room wherever she goes. She walks into a restaurant. Ladies and gentlemen, someone here has a special gift waiting for you under your chair right now. Check it. Check it. She's a giveaway liability in terms of. Hey, can I do a can I do a prophetic cold reading for you guys? That somewhere right now, someone's looking in their chair and they will find something. I've got prophecy. He does have prophecy. You know what you won't find though. You won't find someone going to um, the Drew Barrymore show wearing a WGA support pin because you'll be booted out of that audience really fast. What? what? Oh, yeah. She scabbed today. Oh. Um, she So the, she's scabbed by the WGA standards. Mm. So she they brought the show back with no writers. But since she's the host, she's technically having to write for herself. Well, she's for the isn't talk she show. a scab against? Um, she's violating if she's writing. Sag after she's wouldn't she be violating? She's no, violating, so she's, she's okay. violating the writing. She's okay. She's a violating the writing part. She's okay under the sag part. Interesting, because her con- the contract for those people the um the talk show host is essentially the same that Anderson Cooper has. So well, they, they can like go out there. Yeah, she just cannot promote any of her own materials or really promote anything in Hollywood right now, which means she can really only have musical host on there or musical guests. Okay. Because anything else, she would technically be promoting Hollywood. Hmm. And she, by doing her own monologue and stuff, she is technically writing, which therefore means she can never be a member of the WGA now. Well, that means you know who she sold out to, obviously. Three other shows are also um, joining in. Um, The Jennifer Hudson show, uh, I think The Talk, and there's another one. So, here's a question that that got brought up to me recently. Pointless shows that nobody watches. Desperate. All right. Not not a. What's the question? I guess I'm posing the question, which is the downstream Mm -hmm. impact on on everyone from like your your best boys, your gaffers, your your just kind of tech crew, right? Your PAs, everything below kind of these levels of actors or writers there's a lot of support staff that goes into making just even one tv show out of movies and stuff like that obviously what is happening for and to them uh during this time because as much as i support the writer's strike don't get me wrong that's not what i'm saying um i i do worry about those individuals and i think that was brought up to me almost like a counter this weekend i didn't fall for that sort of bait but it does bring up a good point of how do we look after the kind of the collateral, if you will. Can I point uh, something out to you? Yeah. Whoever brought that up was intentionally trying to bait you into a whataboutism. But more importantly, 
the people who are in charge give less of a shit about those people. Sure. And so that's kind of, I think, the point when people publicly criticize everything with SAG after they're like, well, you're just rich Hollywoods. I'm like, yeah, but those people are standing up for the people who below them because they're in a union who make don't even make a a a, a livable wage doing what they do. They're sure, standing up for the people below okay. them. And I do know that some of the people who are who can are supporting some of those people. But the thing is, that's how that's the kind of divide and conquer nonsense that obviously is will what it does is is it will favor the people in charge and it will scapegoat them rather than focus on the people who make so much money they can bathe in it and they really don't want to give up a little smidge of it. Yep. Because they're so afraid of it. Because I'm like, really? I mean, the unreasonable people, end of line are the producers, are the people in charge who are just purely greedy. And I'm going to tell you, this is a system-wide problem in this country. Not to get too revolutionary here, but honestly, the reason we can't have nice things in this country, things that would benefit everybody, is because there's some billionaire somewhere who decides, I don't want to do that. We literally have an aristocracy in this country that dictates the course of things. Elon Musk, yeah, come at me. Elon Musk is one of them, and there are many others. So he's just one, and he just happens to be the most vocal idiot of the bunch. Zuckerberg's one, too. What's what, the, so, go ahead, Casey. Uh, as I say, what's kind of interesting about this strike is the studios are refusing to give in to the writers and the um, actors being like, oh, we can't afford it. Yet, what, Disney this week was like, oh, Spectrum Charter, we're going to pull all our, we're going to pull st- um, our stuff from your networks. ESPN, and then they, ABC. Yeah, yeah. And then they made a big de- um, deal. They came together because they were like, oh, we need to make our money. So they're willing to work for the, their own themselves. They won't help the little that's guys. A, that's a deal to make them money, though. They're right. willing to leverage that. It's yeah, a negotiating tactic, and what they don't right. respect is they don't respect the fact that actors are doing the same thing to them, mm-hmm. and they don't respect that. And I'm sorry, but if you want to complain about it, we can complain. We can have a good faith debate. I don't see a lot of good faith debate going on about it from people who are not literally shilling secretly for somebody. And mm-hmm. I'm like, if you want to have a good faith debate, let's have a good faith debate. But honestly, people think, oh, this doesn't affect me. Yeah, it kind of does, actually, because if you don't realize this, We live in a world, and I I was listening to Naomi Klein talk about this on a podcast, and she was talking about the fact that we live in a world right now where we are, quote unquote, comfortable in a sense that we're comfortable with the things we don't have, and that there are people in conspiracies, cultish conspiracies, who actually get one thing right. They're wrong about a lot of it. A lot of it is wrong, but they are right about one thing, and that there's something wrong with the way the world is being run and they are simply trying to course correct. I'm not advocating for revolution. I'm not advocating for burn it all down, but there are ways to course correct and unions have a power that they should utilize to help make those course corrections. If those people want to stand up there on the top and like refuse and be crybabies because they won't buy able to buy their fifth yacht or whatever it might be. Ultimately, Keep doing that and see what happens. If you are afraid of something horrible, of someone burning down the system, you're going to keep inviting people like Donald Trump and the rest who are going to be willing arsonists 
Yeah. You are inviting them in by doing this nonsense. Well, and they also keep they keep raising prices on everything, thinking yeah. that everyone's just going to pay for it. Like, no, Eric, did you see will. that PlayStation Plus is um, raising its price? No, but I did get a notification that Hulu is. So Hulu is, and a lot of people got pissed off of that because they never, they just all of a sudden sent out like, hey, by the way, next bill period, we're raising. Yeah, That's because um, they know you'll just take it. So PlayStation, the upper tier PlayStation Plus, like the PlayStation Extra, I think is what it's called, Essentials oh. Extra, was 120 a year. Not the, not the worst, not the best. Once the price rise goes up, it is going to be 159 a oh. year. They're doing a $40 price increase. Okay, 30%. I just renewed mine That's 2 crazy. months ago. I'm not renewing it now. So guess what PlayStation eat it. Yeah, and they're I not giving anything extra. So everyone's no, I'm not, like I don't care. what is going on? Now that's lower... how we punish. By the way, that's how we punish them for that. Yeah. If we just sit there and take it and take what they give us, this billion dollar company, and I'm swear well, to God, I am really putting myself out there as being the most radical person right now. But I swear it's just common sense, folks. They well, rely on us just sort of willing to go along with it. And there is a point where we have to realize we do have some power as well, consumers. I I guarantee they've done the math sure. and all the people who are the extra level who are like, well, I'm not going to do that $40 increase. I'm going to drop down to a lower level. They've done the math to realize that still gives them a huge well, surplus the lower of extra level money. Is probably the same price as before. <laughs> no, though they're all going up too. But no, I'm just leaving. I'm just not, not gonna not up renew. 40, not up $40. Um and that's but, fine. They can they can price me in. That's all they want. That's great. Yeah, I'm they're just saying they're that it, anticipate that, that enough people will drop down that with the price increase, they're still going to make more money than they would have made. But see, that's my point, though. The fact that they have priced that in tells you what bad faith they're doing this in. Oh, yeah. That is a literally that's what you need to think about. I'm not here to say, oh, keep your PlayStation Plus or don't. I'm here to say, wake up a little bit, just a little bit and realize that they price this in. If you're okay with it, then keep going along with it. I'm yeah. not here to tell you what to do. Yeah, but, but if I you're think... mad about it, then just walk away. Do you really need it? You my... know, do you really? I don't, honestly. I don't play online enough for that nonsense. My... I use it mainly for when we do extra life, honestly. So I literally keep it around to play with you guys online during a charity event. Well, that you could just sign up for one month and just pay the I one know, that's fee. what I'll do. I will literally do that from now on. I'm not going to do this. I don't care if my, there's some sort of discount about it or not. My take on it is they have until my renewal to say what are they adding to make it worth it. Because if they're, if they're going to go all PlayStation first-party games day and date like Xbox does, it becomes a worth it thing because they put out enough games every year. If you get them the same day... That's cool. But if they're like, no, we're just going to charge you that and that's it, then I'll be like, well, then I'm going to drop. I'm not going to keep the tier that I have. I will move down to the lowest tier so I can play online. Well, here's the one. Here's the one for you. Let me let me just let's turn this back to films. Remember mm -hmm. those of you who have seen Tron Legacy when they <laughs> announced the launch of their new operating income operating system and um What's his name? The guy I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but the guy who is like you know his the old friend who went back in the early days with, um, you mean the head Glenn, of Babylon Glenn. Five? Yeah, <laughs> that guy, Captain Sheridan, there, folks. Yeah, Captain Sheridan. Um, but he says to them, "What did we improve on this new operating system?" Is like we put a different number on it. Yeah. Like that right there tells you everything you kind of need to know about the way that some of these people think. Well, it's there was 
I think it was this week. There's so much happened this week. I think it was this week though that the um, Paramount Plus, because they just did a price increase that just went into everyone did. Everyone and the head of Paramount was like, you know what? We're going to do at least two more price increases before the end of 2024. And we know that people will pay for it because everyone's following us as the trendsetters. And we're just going to keep increasing and they'll do it. We know they will because we didn't lose subscribers. Okay, I'm going to tell you what I did with Paramount+. Plus. My wife really wanted to watch Picard season two and three. And I looked at it and realized I could get it for two months and pay less than a season pass for one season. The moment we were done, I dropped it. That's what a lot of people do. I'm done. A lot of people do. And we should all keep doing that and make them sort of take notice because it's not, they're not going to take notice unless a lot of people stop. You know? Yeah. I mean, even then they'll still keep going because that's capitalism maybe, and it's maybe designed wanna, maybe to want, work this way. Maybe, maybe we should all go watch together that, what was it, Dumb Money or what was it, the one about the uh, the GameStop short thing? Yeah. I think that comes we out should, like this week or next yeah, week. Yeah. We, we need to all go do more things like that just to really mess with people because I'll tell you something. They really do make those hedge fund guys look like morons from the trailer and i'm like we should make them look more like morons regularly speaking of morons (laughs) we have a write-in at our not funny guys (laughs) i think think we're the morons i think we're the morons in this we are wait till you hear this question wait till you hear this question um that holly wrote in from australia Oh, and it confirms that we have Australian um, listeners. We always thought we did, but actually we can see it, everybody, in the back end. We can see we have Australian listeners. It's pretty awesome. Anyway. Don't talk about the sausage! <laughs> <laughs> um, Holly wrote in at notfunnyguys.offthereels at gmail.com and says, what is it about pumpkin spice that Americans love? <laughs> What's your favorite pumpkin spice treat? And movie related, what is your favorite holiday comic book movie? So the moron part of this is, yeah, why um, do we as Americans love pumpkin spice? Because we were told that you... we liked it. We were told that we liked it. And some in stupid influencer said, mm, it's good. And everybody said, yeah, it's good. It's I mean, not. I, like it. I don't care. I don't give a rat's. Okay. We have it's one for one against Eric. You're the deciding voice. Uh, <laughs> Eric, come on. You... You are the um, what's the guy from that no one likes that's from Virginia? Um, uh, <laughs> I would say most of us. <laughs> no, 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 John. What's his name, real quick, before Eric answers? Of uh, the the Democrat I, I who mean, might be Republican. Uh, you mean West Virginia? You mean Joe? West Manchin. Virginia. Sorry, Joe Man. Oh, you're yeah, the Joe you, Mansion here. The you're the Joe Mansion. Oh, no, let him be the Kristen Cinema. Oh, All right, fine. You're the Kristen Cinema. Well, at least I'm I dress for, better than he's against. No. Come on, Kristen. Still all right, Kristen so, Mansion. All right, so <laughs> so here's 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 my take on it. I, I would say that pumpkin spice has gone overboard. It is far too many places, far too many things. Not everything no. deserves to be pumpkin spice. That no. said, there are a few occasions where I enjoy a pumpkin spice. A oh. well done pumpkin spice latte is quite nice. Yes. It now, is. is that Starbucks? No, no. hardly ever. <laughs> No, it's not. Hey, no, I got. You know what I rip- do like? One of my guilty uh, pumpkin spice pleasures is the Trader Joe's pumpkin spice cinnamon rolls. Wow! So I, that I was good cinnamon. Well, that hey, was the look, You know what you want to do? If you want to, you want to, you want to ruin pumpkin spice. Here's pumpkin what you spice? do. Every Whoa. time someone walks out of Starbucks, I don't want pumpkin spice. No, no, pumpkin spice. You want to ruin it when they walk out of a pumpkin spice? Throw some pumpkin spice at them. 
I would no, be down. That I'm would not be, gonna like, be an asshole. <laughs> uh, uh. So, um, so the first part, Holly, we have no idea why yeah, Americans uh, love pumpkin spice. It's very it's weird. It's warm. It's warm and it's autumny. We all have. I think as Americans, we all have this dream of like this this kind of belief that autumn everywhere in America is like some crispy brown leaves falling from the sky as we not drink this hot coffee in a in a scarf and beanie. Nope. That's definitely no, it's like it. a new it's like a New England fantasy that some people like to indulge in, I think. It is. All right, so then so the it's like why do we wear question. Uggs in the South? Oh my gosh. I was just thinking about Uggs. I was like, yeah, exactly. Another thing is like, why? I just saw a commercial today about them people like getting back into Uggs, and I'm like, why? why? Yeah. So to Holly's second question, okay, what is your favorite pumpkin spice treat? So Eric, I believe I you already, already said, answered. Already said, yeah. Um so you can say I one more none. time. I have none. John has um, no class and taste. Eric, what was yours again? Wow. What was it? One Mine is the uh, a pumpkin spice cinnamon roll, either by um, I like the Trader Joe's brand, or the, I think Pillsbury makes one too. If you're in the regular stores, my favorite up here in the Salem, Mass area, there's a little coffee shop, um, Jaho Coffee, and they make a um, an amazing pumpkin spice chai, and it's so good. Mm. I love it. I love it so much. I will get. Well, usually, I get two of them when Here's I go, what- and I double fist them. Here's what I'll say. Oh what what was her name? Katie? Ke- Kelly? Holly. Holly. Sorry, Holly. Holly, I will say this. If you're looking to try to replicate the American autumn experience don't. in terms of getting your pumpkin. First of all, don't. Yeah, stay away. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, first of all, don't worry about pumpkin spice. If you want a really true, my opinion of the best fall flavor is like your apple cider donuts and like your fresh yeah. apple cider of New England. That mm. and apple picking. I feel like oh. that has kind of overtaken in terms of the at least the american sections i've been to including virginia yeah. um chicago and and massachusetts so more east coast yeah. forgive me forgive me california um but yeah i feel like apple picking has overtaken pumpkin spice pumpkin spice pumpkin spice john oliver and um last week tonight does the best pumpkin spice jokes because <laughs> their pumpkin spice skits are pretty great i can concur with the apple piece and i'm looking forward to apple picking um, I would have done it already. We had a house. Um, so for her final question, movie related, movie. Um, what is you your... You taught me fa- the applesauce trick, by the way, with apple pick. I know. Isn't it so good? So oh. great. Oh. What is your favorite holiday comic book movie? Guardians holiday. has kind of really become like a stalwart in that category since last year for me. Yeah, the Guardians hard. holiday special. I kind of really dig it. I'm like, it does. Iron Man 3 is technically a Christmas movie. Technically. Technically. I would have to say I'm trying to rack my brain on the other ones. Um, and I saw this question in advance. I should have. Yeah, the Guardians one is pretty great. That's hard not to say. Yeah, Guardians is really good. What is, um, what is that? Okay, so bear with me. Stay with me, folks. Yeah, Doctor Strange. No, the '70s one. Arnold Schwarzenegger, oh. Jingle All the Way. Aren't they hunting down a superhero like robot toy? Don't think it counts, but yes, I think it counts. <laughs> I'll allow it. I'll allow it in this topic right there. I'll, I'll allow it because my one of my favorite holiday movies is Die Hard, um, even though it's not a comic book movie. I mean, arguably, any Santa specific. I mean, isn't Santa a Marvel character? Oh, he's also a Power Ranger character. So, <laughs> he's also pretty superhuman. If we keep it to Marvel, I'm gonna just go on and say Iron Man three because I like Iron Man three a lot, and it does take More. place during Christmas. Batman Returns. 
Oh, I didn't even think DC. Batman Returns is a good one. It is a Christmas set film. That's a really fucked up Christmas movie, too. No joke. I mean, (laughs) Christmas Eve and the penguins taking your kids. Come on, kids. Come on and watch our superhero movie about a guy who lives in a sewer and wants to kill you all. (laughs) Guaranteed to terrify your dreams. And while we're at it, here's the McDonald's toys based on this. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I think I think my answer will be the the hard the the Guardians holiday special um, right. out of what I can think of. All right, there's some good ones. Um, there's some good uh, movies. I think there's. I feel like there's something I'm forgetting. Same here, but we don't have time to think that through. So Sorry, I do so, want to say thank you, Holly, for yeah, writing in good, and good questions, Holly, and asking some stuff. We hope to hear from you again in the future. Hey, hey, listeners, write in like Holly. Those were fun questions. Like, challenge yeah. us. You know, get some answers from us. Ask us some titillating um, questions. Let's see what happens. We'll, um, we'll not, answer anything. <laughs> we really will. <laughs> as we'll answer anything as, well, actually not anything. Because remember, we did have Oscar last week who attempted to get us to answer some questions in our spam mail. No, that's gosh. true. But, but, he was, that up. but he was nice and sent a follow-up exactly a week later. Oh, geez. No. Not answering up. that. We're not into scams. I know. It just still cracks me up that there was a follow-up. We were, that we story were fortunate enough to have a Nigerian prince contact us last week. <laughs> Until we get Nigerian prince, I don't want to talk about it anymore. You Until just cursed us. We're going to we totally get Until we level up. Prince I don't want to hear it. We gotta level up. I want some. I want some GameStopper level. All right, gaming. Otherwise, well, again, it's not worth my time. Again, thank you, Holly, for writing in to yes, not funny guys the you, off the reels at gmail <laughs> We hope to hear your comments, questions, and concerns again. Um, I want to. I want to. I want to. I want to specifically praise her for noting this country's messed up obsession <laughs> with pumpkin spice. Thank you. Yeah. I love when other countries are like, why is America fucked up? And we're like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> are we the only ones in the kitchen? Spice? Yes, I believe we are the only country that is obsessed with pumpkin spice. Even Canada? We haven't infected them? No, no, I don't think we've affected them. Tim I mean, Hortons have pumpkin well, spice. They, if not, they don't care. They have they have health care, so we can't infect oh, them. <laughs> they do have health care. I mean, what are at those least, nice things we're not allowed to have. I mean, at least we're not like um, Britain have spotted dick. Hey-oh. So. But yeah, Australia really, has Marmite. pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of a trailer I watched earlier about Thanksgiving. Talk about spotted dick, you're going to get canned. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, folks. We, we got to move, move on. on. No one gets <laughs> it. This is going to get just us No, I got, it. I got it. It's all that. We're all just <laughs> laughing amongst ourselves. No one understands <laughs> what we're talking about anymore. Sometimes that's that's just needed. Sometimes oh, it's needed. Fair enough, fair enough. You know what else is you know what else is needed? <laughs> Some more I am wow. group and well Eric to stop coughing, but um some more oh, I am sorry. group specials. No, or shorts. No, you're not on mute. Those are entertaining. I am and Groot. Fun. Season two came out, ladies and gentlemen, um, this oh, week, and we we did it. We watched them all. Hours and hours of footage. You mean we all watched 20, it all in a twenty minutes total? <laughs> I was going to say we condensed it down to like twenty, but it's not even twenty minutes. It is two, four, six, eight, maybe twelve minutes. All right, fair enough. Well, let's talk about some, the uh, whole thing, not just the the episode unto itself. So yeah, 
I was gonna say I cut out all the credits. <laughs> That's right. I shorted it down. Yeah, well, I, I Groot, Groot encourages that. So I have to say, baby Groot, I I applaud you when you fast track us to the main stuff that's relevant. He's this diligent. Your... All right, He's so diligent. let's let's talk about these. I'll call out the names, and we can just do a quick um, little. What do you thought about the episode? So there's five episodes this season. Um, actually, how many episodes was season one? Five. Switch over fast. Was it five? It's, it's ten total. Yeah. I think. Yeah, it's five. That's pretty good. Um, good memory, John. Good memory. All right. So I just happened to have looked earlier. <laughs> first episode. Um, are you my Groot? What'd you guys think? That was fun. First episode. It's cute. It was all right. I want to know why Rocket let him go out unattended. But, but you know, yeah. I was like, where's his key? This is a latch key child. What have you done? <laughs> my my favorite thing on this episode is when he sits the bird down and he's like. I am no, Groot. Oh, not that I one. am Sorry. Groot. And the bird, the camera just pans to the bird's like deadpan expression. It's just my favorite thing of that whole thing. Um, also all the the bird poop, which was also amusing. That bird poops more than a cat. Oh my gosh, you mean like the candy, like cotton candy looking poop? That was just yeah. like really. Do you think somewhere in the writers' room, some one of the writers pitched the idea that Groot would eat it and like it? Since it was like so oh, bright God. and colorful, I'm I'm so glad when it did it on his head, I felt bad for him. That's too. I love when Groot's trying to go to sleep and the bird's just like, "No, play with me." He's like, and then he sleep. puts it in the bag. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Now that is child abuse, Groot." I am sorry. As a parent, I'm gonna have to say you were not qualified to do that. I was happy when it broke out and apparently invited its friends. As I'll say though, you you were when right before he put it in the bag, you were like, "Yep, that's that's." That is truthful. Oh, yeah, the squirming, really like, they won't go to sleep. Like, oh, yeah. gosh, geez. Yeah, like, yeah. stop, stop. Um, so it was a fun one. The second one, um, Groot noses around. This is my kid's favorite one. He loves this one. <laughs> He's watched it several times. I've seen that episode probably about seven times since it came out. He really likes that one. Um, I like it, too. It's, it's a fun one. I like the idea that um, Groot is a disgusting slob. And if you put a Mr. Potato Head nose on him, he can smell. Oh gosh. Derek, any thoughts on that one? No, no, no. no. Going once, going twice. Not my Groot's Groot Snow Day. What'd you guys think? I liked it. That was one of my favorites for sure. One of my That's... one of my top two. I just like that he wants to get back to his hot cocoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a, a I will say that I'm in agreement. I think you and I are in agreement on this, Casey. Uh, my favorite is the last one, though. Yeah. Well, yes, um, before I... okay, Go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna say before we get to the last one, we have Groot's sweet treat. Mm. That was a good. I, this one was amusing. I just it was colorful. I think that's what I liked about it. Yeah. Um, and then the last one, everything just to get that candy. Just that I love that cream. he kill murders them all just to get a celestial bar. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, the the last one, Groot and the Great Prophecy. John, since you already alluded to it, what do you think? Oh, I, I love that one because I like having the watcher in there. I was like, and of course, what does Groot do? Like he goes off narration. It's like Casey when he plays in D and D. That's an accurate. What statement. are you trying to get the Fari to do? Wait, he's going. What? Where are you going? He's making shadow puppets. Do you think he can see me? No, he can't see me. It's like him and Christopher Cross both do that. They like go completely off book in a D and D game. Uh, oh. I really like this episode a lot. Um, my kid was scared of the watcher though. He's like, that guy's scary. I'm like, no, it's okay. He's a good guy. He's just a shadow. 
<laughs> He's just hey, worried after Ultron that someone will see him again. I know, no joke. <laughs> and we do haven't even think... gotten to that one, folks. Don't worry, we will. Do you think this takes place? Well, it has to take place pre. Well, actually, no, it doesn't because that can that. be anytime, anywhere. But still, yeah. say, do you think that this was this was actually pre? What if? I honestly think that this is probably based on his reaction. Just my educated guess is this is after what if season one for him. You think it's after? Yeah, I mean, yeah. since time is, I mean, just his 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 sort of ultra like um concern that he's seen was not a thing that happened until Ultimate Ultron broke through reality and started really kind of like making him like wait 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 whoa he can see me hold on not All to right. give that away folks we'll get to yeah, it later don't worry. I didn't no think spoilers. about that, but you might be right. I just think that makes more sense as a as a kind of thing. And plus, if you consider it within just the timeline that huh. hopefully you've seen what if and now you're seeing Groot, that's going to make more of an impactful kind of like haha joke yeah. because you're going to assume that there is a connection between the fact that, you know, Ult- Ultimate Ultron did have a full on knockdown fight with him by breaking through and seeing him watching. And now, oh, here's baby Groot. Oh, wait, no, he can't see me. He's just. You make a good point. I think you might actually be right. I hope right. so. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we will um, tell you where we rank those a little bit later. But not first. Me, but yeah. Well, you'll give us an overall just star I, uh, rating. I'll, I'll give you. Sure. Let us talk about 2018's Avengers: Infinity War by Disney, clocking in at an impressive for the time period. Two hours and 29 minutes. This is a short one in comparison to new Marvel movies like Eternals. Um, This is not an origin story, thank God. Um, It is directed by the Russo brothers, coming back for another one. Um, Anthony and Joe Russo. Marcus and McFeely are back again writing. And we got Alvin Silvestri being the composer. He's kind of like the Avengers go-to. You know, it's like bringing back the Avengers you know, go-to yeah. composer there. So Now I'm going to try and read through the cast in under a minute. And... But I want to read the cast off because this is like ridiculously impressive, the fact that they actually have this cast. Until so Endgame. Whatever. Until <laughs> Endgame. Um, but it's still really impressive. That I mean, they for the, this for 2018, this is the bar- benchmark until 2019. Yeah. The closest we've ever gotten to a cast like this would have been Days of Future Past. Yeah. Up until this point. So I'm going to try to do it in one minute. So take a breath. And I'm going to hit my button. Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. Chris Hemsworth is Thor. Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk. Chris Evans as Captain America. Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow. Don Cheadle as War Machine. Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. Tom Holland as Spider-Man. Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther. Zoe Zeldana as Gamora. Karen Gilliam as Nebula, Tom Hiddleston as Loki, Paul Bethany as Vision, Elizabeth Olsen as Scarlet Witch, Anthony Mackie as Falcon, Sebastian Stan as Winter Soldier, Idris Elba as Heimbell, Danny Guerrera as Okoye, Peter Dinklage as Itris, Benedict Wong as Wong, um, Palm Clintoff as Mantis, Dave Bautista as Drax, Vin Diesel as Groot. Um, Bradley Cooper as Rocket, Gwyneth Paltrow as Pepper Potts, Benicio Del Toro as the Collector, Josh Brolin as Thanos, Chris Pratt as um, Star Lord, William Hurt as Thunderbolt Ross, Letitia Wright as uh, Shuri, Tom Bon Lawler as Ebony Ma, Harry Coon as Prox- Proxima Midnight, Jacob um, Batalon as Ned, Michael Sh- James. Oh, I'm done. I've run out of time. I didn't even finish <laughs> them all. There are more than I could do. 
Uh, there's like five other people. Um, but it's a, the, the one it's on a one, lot. There are the one I want to note, though. Actually, there's two I want to note. One I knew about, one I did not know. Ross Marquand, I think that's how you pronounce his name, is Red Skull. He was in Walking Dead. He was the preacher in the latter seasons of Walking Dead. He's an impressionist. And so he was brought on to do the voice of Red Skull because of his impersonations of Hugo Weaving, which is pretty cool. And the one I didn't know about, the Asgardian Distress Call, did that voice sound familiar to either of you? It did, but I couldn't place it. I didn't look. Kenneth yeah, Branagh. Really? Oh. That, Kenneth Branagh kind of is, is the uh, one. I know. I, I thought so, too. It was like, We're I'm going to call it out. Um, the one that's wasted is Kiri Kuhn as Proxima Midnight. The fact that our character doesn't really get to, to do much. All right. So, Eric, for you real quick, just a couple of quick little shots. Um, this mm-hmm. is what um, Infinity Gauntlet looked like. So the, what the story is based on. It's based on Marvel's Infinity Gauntlet. Um, it loosely is based on it. There are a <laughs> yeah, lot of loosely. changes. Because <laughs> um, he's doing it all not because he wants to help the universe, he actually just wants to get some death snooky because uh, uh-huh. he is in love with death and he will do anything to impress her. And his thought is, I'll just kill half the universe and she's going to love me. Oh, okay. and uh doesn't go that well for him. It's that um, stimuli, you know? Yep. Um, here is the famous snap sequence, just so you can see it, uh, Eric, by the, the late, great George Perez. That amazing artwork. Um, this is one of the covers. This is the cover to five. And I wanted to show this because there are a lot of people in this cover who are not in this movie. No, we have it. No. Of those, only one we've actually seen in this universe, and it's a celestial, and we haven't even seen it to date where we are with stuff. Yeah, it's so. like it's like he's basically it's it's the it's the elder gods kind of thing he's challenging there. So yeah. Yeah. All the higher powers of the Marvel Universe, who we haven't yet really been introduced to at this point. Yep. This was just a great shot of Thanos. I just wanted to show you, Eric. Now, the characters of his children. Um, so we got Proxima Midnight. This is what she looks like in the comics. Um, Black Dwarf, the one that I always forget his name. Mm-hmm. Ebony Ma. Uh, oh, that's super giant. But um, she's not in this movie. But here's Corvus Glaive up here. Um, so we got those. So they're another close, shot. Of... Honestly, they're pretty close. Yeah, Proxima is really close. So um, is Ebony Maw, to be quite honest. Ebony, I think, is the most. And also, uh, and um, Corvus. Corvus, yeah. Corvus is a pretty spot on. Corvus is almost exactly spot on. <laughs> yeah. And then Black Dwarf is, it's close, but you can tell where they made some modifications. Mm-hmm. And they clearly didn't know what to really do with them. Yeah. Um, and then just one final shot of all of them there. So let's um, let's talk about this movie. It starts off with a very ominous opening. No joke. We love right where Thor Ragnarok left us. Yeah. yeah. You know. And then um, yeah, it's exactly where the um, there might have been like maybe moments afterwards. Basically, I was say maybe in, maybe thirty minutes after because it would have yeah. started and then there had to be some kind of a fight on the ship based on what mm-hmm. we saw. Um, but yeah, it's. Like, that's just a hell of a way to open it. Like, God, this dude can take out all the Asgardians. Thor's got his ass whooped. Well, we find uh, out he has a stone already. So he's obviously gotten the power stone. We later learn, of course, that apparently off screen somewhere, he semi-obliterated Xandar. Yeah, so like a, like a random, like, throwaway line that if you miss it, um, you miss that's it. That's because Thor delivers it to the Guardians later. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then, of course, why he's why he's there is because you know our good little friend Loki at the end of Thor Ragnarok did make off with the Tesseract, which you point out that like it looks like he's trying to make off with it, and now it's completely confirmed. Well, you that, just, yeah, he just he stops totally and did. looks at, it and you're like, hmm, yes, he did. Yep. No, the little bastard stealing everything. Um, <laughs> no, he's, he's doing his job. He's the mischievous guy. And the look at Thor when he finds out that he was betrayed again. Like, Thor is just not, like, oh. it's not here. It's not here. And he's like, it's uh, like, what? yeah, it is. Actually, God damn it, Loki. Um, we the but, intro shot of Thanos when he walks in is also just a really impressive shot because it's our first true look at Thanos. Oh yeah. yeah, and let me just tell you something. That sequence where he manhandles the Hulk is the real I, bar setter for just how dangerous this guy is. Yes, that is the way he handles Hulk. Yeah, and then like Hulk, of course, has a deep psychological impact on him Mm -hmm. for the rest of the film as a result. And of course, you know, Heimdall intervenes to send him to Earth as a warning. Yeah, well, I love right before that, right before he gets sent back, I love the fight starts and Black Dwarf takes a step forward. Yeah, and Ebony Mai just stops him, like, "No, let him have his fun." Yeah, and at that moment, you're as an audience member. I remember watching and being like, "Oh shit, let him have his fun!" And then you watch that beat down. Yeah. Um, and of course, he gets sent to Earth, but Loki, of course, runs out of tricks. Right. Well, right before, right after he gets sent to Earth, we have another kill because immediately there goes um, Heimdall. So we've yeah. seen all the As- all these Asgardians laid out. Thor's been beaten and is thrown around like a ragdoll. Hulk gets yeah. beat up. Heimdall gets slaughtered. Loki's turning on him again to try to turn on yeah, Thanos. He's playing triple agent. He's playing triple yeah. agent, trying to pull an old trick, and it doesn't work. Yeah. And unfortunately, it costs him his life this time. And we get the line, there's no coming back this time. Yeah. To let the audience know, like, nope, this oh, is it. Dead. Loki's dead. We're never bringing Loki back ever. You'll never see that motherfucker again. Until we find out that the TVA knew all along. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not until Endgame. Not until Endgame. We'll hold off on that Well, one. technically, we got- though... That's not the he same is right. right. This is the he end is. of his timeline. That's right. This is he the is. end of his natural timeline, according uh-huh. to the TVA. Yeah. And we will find out when we see Loki season one. This is the natural progression of his life that always ends here. Yeah. And we'll never see that Loki ever again. That Loki, you're correct. We will never all see right, right, that Loki right. again. Um, of course, he gets the stone mm-hmm. um, from the Tesseract, just crushes the cube. Yeah. And then gets that stone, pops it in, has a small orgasm. <laughs> Every time he puts a stone in, it really looks like he's coming. He is so excited. I I think the whole point we of haven't this movie is hands, that Thanos so... is coming. No! <laughs> this is true. He's going to get you that grimace shake. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's why it was limited. <laughs> That's exactly why it was limited. Snap and it's gone. Um. So after he kills Loki... He basically is like, all right, well, you're all going to die, and then fades out. Well, he spaces them off as he basically uses the Power Stone to incinerate what's left of the ship. Yep. And then he phases out, and Thor, you see that look on Thor's face, and then the ship explodes, and now we've killed Thor. Like, everyone is dead. The movie starts off with... According to to Hulk, yes. According to Banner, 
when he gets to Earth, Work's he gone, does yeah. communicate that, and basically, based on his knowledge, Thor's dead. And based on the Tony. Well, and based on our knowledge, on our knowledge as audience right. members, too. He we don't know dead. yet, unless we watch the trailer. That's right. <laughs> then if you, do you think this movie, So, since you mentioned that, do you think this movie would have done better if they would have had less teasy trailers? I don't know. I I, I kind of think like for superheroes, there's always that implicit sense that they will, you know, make it through. And so to let him kind of make it through makes sense, I guess, for me. Plus, you miss out on the whole guardian gag if you do that. True. You know, or at least you don't have to necessarily imply that he died, but maybe they saved his life, which they do. You know, I'm so, also I'm he falls against their this... windshield and then opens his eye. <laughs> I... I'm not sure. Based on your statement, you're implying that uh, this movie did poorly. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know that I agree with that. <laughs> but I know. But I mean, I mean, it did just fine. <laughs> this that what Casey is referring to is a mistake that cost him one million dollars. That's one million. Again, what I mean is something something billion dollar. Interview. But what I mean is like for the audience who's been built up at this point in time, several years going into it. Do you think that sometimes Marvel gives away too much where they could hold a little bit back and let that shock come to the audience? Because if you saw the trailer and you remember it, oh, wait, if Thor's in another scene, he's clearly not dead. Maybe, but by that point, yeah. you're already in the seat. True. So This is true. Do you like to, do you like you don't to watch know the trailers? I do. Or do you prefer do. to go in as cold as humanly possible? I like to watch the trailers. I don't want to hear anybody's review, to yes. be honest. Yes. Don't turn off this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, the movie's old. If you haven't yeah, seen it it's, already. It's like, but I, I don't want to read some. Spoilers. Some Wired or New York Times <laughs> or Vox. I don't want to read some skeptical reviewers' thoughts on it. I want to be able to go in there based on what I saw in the trailer have my own experience and let my experience and my background and information and knowledge and so far stuff determine the outcome. I'm not that skeptical or that cynical as some of those other people are. I think what's fun for me and this one is a really good example. I know this particular storyline so well from the comics and I love this storyline. It was fun to go in and watch it with my knowledge, but then be like, Oh, they changed this. Well, this is interesting. How, where's this going now? Because death's not in this movie. They could have done it. They right. could have had Hella be death. And it would have been really fascinating, but they didn't do that. True. I mean, I think that's I think that's an interesting point because I think that that speaks to a certain level of engagement with the material. That's not for everybody, but I think for certain people like you and me and whatnot, we the experiences we have, we get it gives us a special level of enjoyment that doesn't necessarily take away from somebody else's. Right. You know. And it gives so us that a multiplicity of enjoyments. You know? Well, it also gives us that moment where, you know, we watch this with Eric and he's like, but what is this? And then we like, hold on. Now we're going to give you 40 <laughs> years of comic knowledge. Just so you understand. <laughs> and then Eric goes, I want a divorce. And you're like, yeah, I'm so sorry, honey. I won't talk about this ever again. This hasn't happened in real life. I'm You're just... not supposed to talk about our secret marriage cases. <laughs> this is hypothetical so that this could happen. <laughs> All right. So hypothetically, Heimdall launches Thor into the stairwell of Doctor Strange's house when he's just trying to get a sandwich order. All the man wants to do is just get a sandwich order. And boom, there's a Hulk. 
there's a hulk it's really annoying well there's a banner really this is true it is a banner but he landed as a hulk he did land as a hulk he lands as a hulk and then shifts back. otherwise he would have never made it um i think it's a i think it's a really great way because this movie doesn't have a lot of exposition up front it is just like no right into it We've I mean, the exposition, the exposition is 10 years. Yeah, exactly. The exposition was the 10 years. This is the moment where we just go right in. Just like Fast 10, you just plow right oh through God. everything. Shut the hell up about that film. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. But you know what else I love is after he gets there, he's like, oh, God. And then we cut to Tony with Pepper. Walking no, no, wait. The- Remember when he says Thanos is coming and Dr. Strange goes, who? Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> he's not in the know. That's right, because he would have been at, he's after Avengers when he gets his uh, and he has no idea who Thanos is, but of course Tony yeah. does. Yeah, and then I love so we get there, and then Tony and Pepper's having this conversation. I promise, I promise, everything's gonna change. Yeah, you put this thing back in your chest. Oops, mm-hmm. I'm so sorry, but I had a dream. I had a dream we that in another movie we're gonna have a child <laughs> named Morgan. <laughs> yep. Foreshadowing, uh, yeah, some really cool foreshadowing. If only we had like five years of nothing to do to to get it on. <laughs> I know exactly. Here's the thing: I never caught that line until now. I mean, no. I, I, in the movie, I would have caught it, but it never like went anywhere in my brain. And this, for yeah. some reason, this watch along clicked it. Um, then Doctor Strange pops in, and Pepper's like, "Oh God!" And Tony's like, "Who are you?" Like, I love the banter between them they're yes like yeah. they both really don't like each other because they're both egotistical yeah but they both know they need each other and so we're off to the races at that point tony goes in banner's confused banner Where's is the cap? banner is the card that basically makes tony take it seriously though yeah you know when he when he walks out tony's like oh what he takes mm-hmm. the situation seriously all of a sudden yeah, yeah, you know, and then they go back and they talk about it, and they and then Tony starts putting together the pieces. That and this Banner's is the like, same "Where's guy. Cap? Where's where's everyone?" Oh, like, yeah. oh, sorry, we're not speaking. We haven't caught up in a spell, have we? Yeah, <laughs> it's, you've been missing. I we like that think, line too. We, you've been missing. We think since Age of Ultron, we're yes. not sure yeah. because you answered my phone call when I um, was <laughs> during the middle of Civil War, yeah. and you were sitting next to Thor. Oh, the Marvel timeline. That was a long distance phone call to Zakar. Yes, it was. It definitely was. So he gets in there. Tony's about to call Cap on the old flip phone. And then we hear some sound outside and Doctor Strange starts moving his hair. No, not this time. He didn't do it this time. He could be, but that wasn't him this time. Oh, that's right. He's not. It's the giant hole and the giant spaceship that is coming. The donut has come down. To the bring donut. us all above into the glorious light of Ultron. I'm pretty sure it's a bagel. All his children are like it... members of a cult. Eric, would you correct, correct me if I'm wrong? It's a bagel, right, Eric? It's not a donut. <laughs> I mean, it is New York. <laughs> uh, it's just cool to see like everyone running because obviously New Yorkers remember the incident from just a few years earlier, maybe six years, maybe eight years. Who's to know how many years earlier? Somebody it was? probably convinced them that it never happened through a conspiracy theory. Truthers, you know? oh fucking truth. Do you? Oh, there's gotta. Can I want that movie? I want the movie where there's like a conspiracy theorist on a podcast who's <laughs> lying about all this stuff to all these people. People like Al there's Jones. no Hulk. Yeah, where's the Alex Jones of the MCU? 
Well, technically, we'll get you JJ. have him. You JJ Jonah. Yeah. JJ Jonah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that so, could be his coming future. soon. That, that's how you do soon. that. Hey, that's how you do it. You give him his own series mm-hmm. where he does would, that. I would watch the hell Better out yet, of that. Do it as a podcast series. It's a Disney exclusive podcast Ooh, series. Oh, I would totally or a YouTube watch channel where he does a podcast slash YouTube show. Well, no, make it make it um a Disney Plus show, but it's set to look up just like Alex Jones's YouTube show. So it's just <laughs> JJ sitting behind a news desk. Yeah. And then in the middle of it, he sells one of his products. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And we then, need to we need to write Marvel about this one. And at that moment, listening. when they pay their actors <laughs> yeah. and they but, pay their writers. Now here's the here's the gag, because Disney Plus, you can buy things. I don't know if you noticed, there's like a shop icon mm-hmm. now on Disney Plus. Whenever JJ promotes his object that week, <laughs> the shop tag has to pop up the QR code on the screen and you can go to it and buy whatever it is off of Shop Disney. <laughs> That'd be awesome. It would be amazing. Mm. I will watch this show. Uh, uh, you, oh, wait, I'm only if when you open the 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 thing of pills, you didn't read the fine print and it's just like one of those snake in a can. <laughs> I, I, I would love that or if it's nothing but like jelly beans, but they're all the bad flavor. Like all, we just make them. We just all, make them really tasty gummies. You know, let's be sensible. No, 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 no. Because if it was all the bad flavor, I would buy you one. I would send oh it to gosh. you, <laughs> and you eat it it's like all earthworm. Oh, oh, sorry. Uh, okay. So we go outside. Chaos is happening. Doctor Strange. Everyone suits up, and we get another introduction of the children of Thanos, specifically Black Dwarf and Ebony Maw. And Tony thinks he can stop him. Doctor Strange thinks he can oh, stop him. Tony also has that great line about how Earth is closed, Squidward. Yes. Making a SpongeBob yeah, reference. Cool. Yeah. But then we get I, to see his awesome nanotech armor. Well, before we see the nanotech armor, though, we do get all right, Banner. Get the guy. Oh, God. And you just see him just like straining oh. so hard. And there's just like, no. He left Actually, the blue no, the shoe somewhere that he didn't forgot about him. The green mm-hmm. shoe. The green shoe. The green shoe. Forgot his green shoe. Then <laughs> this is where Tony actually armors up for the first time. And we, yeah. we see the nanotech. And it's a cool fight. I mean, all around, like the action in this is really good. I love Dr. Strange's cape getting in the action. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's the target because. They're there for his Infinity Stone, the time mm-hmm. gem. And him and Wong, like, opening up the portals, sending people into different places. Somewhere on a bus going back to Brooklyn, I assume. Driven driven by Stan Lee. Driven by Stan Lee, who's amazed at these children. What the heck's going on with them? They have never seen this before. And this Peter gets very excited whenever aliens it's attack. Tingly, Peter Tingle bumps. kicks in. Peter it's Tingle. a spider sense, god damn it. <laughs> Peter Tingle kicks in. And I love it's like... like he yelled, he asked Ned for a distraction, and Ned literally looks for the first time and <laughs> flips out. Yeah, I don't think Ned heard him. No, I think it was just like Ned. I need a distraction, and Ned's just like, huh? And looks out, like, oh my god, he had headphones does, on. Does he like? Oh my god, we're all gonna die. Yes, <laughs> isn't that the first thing he says? Yes. <laughs> and then Peter sneaks out and joins the fight, for which Tony is not happy about, of course. Yeah, but Tony's never really happy when no, Peter he's shows not. He's, up. Over, he's overprotective, like a like a kid, you know. Yeah. Do you think, do you but think they like, were testing that relationship in Iron Man three? No, not at all, not at all. But I do like the fact that he then gets assigned to go save Doctor Strange. No, no, he gets a wizard. Go right. save the wizard. Wizard, that's right. 
there's a there's a there's a wizard here and then it's like that's the wizard go get him yeah. um which is just it's so cool and i love when wong gets rid of is it wong who does it or dr strange i don't remember now gets rid of banner in the park and then the car yeah almost crushes him. almost crushes him but then and they then, cut off the arm. They cut off uh, what's his name's arm, which will come back later. Mm-hmm. And um, Secret Invasion. Invasion. Yeah, this Go movie down. starts to set up Secret Invasion. A lot of the things that happen. True. Actually, actually, that so this actually confirms it. Then now that um, I didn't. Oh, I just connected the dots. Don Cheadle can't be a scroll at this point. Why? Because. Skipping ahead to Secret Invasion stuff, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't listened to it, now's your <laughs> chance. Go away, let, watch Secret Invasion. Um, because it's okay. the villain of Secret Invasion gets the idea to do all of his what he does because he is sent by Fury at the end of Endgame to collect all the DNA samples. Okay. So well, he I mean, wouldn't have he wouldn't have come he wouldn't have already he wouldn't have started to plot to overthrow at that point. Which means well, well, Don Cheadle well, is ass- still Don Cheadle. I'm assuming at some point we'll find out. I hope. Maybe Armor yeah, Wars. I guess we'll right, find yeah. out. I mean, we definitely will, but I think that I I think that um I mean it's not like Marvel to have like a plot hole or loop, you know, or anything. Yeah, like yeah, no, 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 no. A plot they, hole. They would never about? do that. What are you talking about? Um, but yeah, so we do get the piece that will connect into secret invasion uh, to this, yeah, secret invasion later. Um and this fight just keeps going, but they do kind of win. A little bit. They get them away from New York, but yes. to get them away from New York, Ebony Ma has to capture Doctor Strange Gets and take ship. Peter up with him. Peter, Peter starts to breathe. Run. Yeah, running out of oxygen. Iron Man's going up, and he's like, "Friday, send me 17A," and launches it up, and we get to see the suit again. Or as Peter's falling, yeah, he's like, "I'll catch you," and then the suit hits him, and he gets the suit that we saw at the end of Homecoming, the Iron Spider suit. And Which it is does a latch him on to the ship, yeah. So he and hasn't left the ship, and it's a different interpretation of the iron spider suit. True. Um, Eric, just so you can see like the Real differences. Yeah, um, so this is what more red got. and gold, yeah. yeah a lot this more red is and gold. What we got, this was the iron spider suit, some more reflective of Iron Man in the color scheme at that point, yeah, True. in the design style, which yeah. makes sense for comic books, I guess, but obviously, yeah. In- that's it. In in the lore of movies, you want Spider Man to remain his own. Toy. Yeah, you you're not trying <laughs> to take away. You're not trying to co opt Spider Man. You're just trying to enhance him. Exactly. No, so we don't need to co opt in the way that the comic book storyline was specifically doing so. Right. Yeah. He was being co opted into Iron Man's side of the Civil War. Of course. What's interesting going back and forth with these, it's actually really close. Like they still Which got the a lot little, of color um, scheme change, bands. really. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a really cool. I like the lines on the Iron Spider in the comic book one, the red one. Yeah. I do like the, the fact that they gave bit. they kept it more traditional with the Spider-Man so as to not take away from that character's appeal. Because we're like I said, we're not trying to co-opt him in this yeah. storyline. So right. this is him, you know, sort of like this is his way of joining the Avengers, or at least it was supposed to, and now it sort of has unfortunately taken that same turn. Yeah, I actually really liked the Iron Spider suit from the movie. I yeah, think I, I prefer it to the other. So he goes up. Tony goes in there and he's calling Pepper. And Pepper's like, you better not be going up there. You better not be. I'm sorry, Pepper. I'm going through a bridge. Cell surface. I'm <laughs> yeah. going through a tunnel. I'm going through a tunnel. Um, I would love to. Like, there should be a short on the other end of that conversation. I would love to just see. 
the rest yeah. of that conversation. There's so many moments out. like that. <laughs> I do enjoy the yeah. fact that when they're on the ship and when Spider-Man joins him and he's pissed at him and then the cape shows up and he's like, you're very loyal. Yes. <laughs> very loyal. I love it. Like the jump ahead a little bit. I like when they're there and he's like, so this movie. This, this this movie. Oh, I got an idea. So this this movie again. We're going with the same gag. <laughs> have you ever seen? Have you ever seen Civil War? Yeah. Blow the airlock. Save Doctor Strange. Kill Ebony Maul, who gets lovely. I put on ice. To put yeah. it nicely. Um, the very deserving guy after trying to apparently microsurgery Doctor Strange, which was slightly ironically funny, uh, to me. And then of course my favorite my favorite bit of all is. Doctor Strange. Oh, we're using our made-up names. Yeah, what's, what, <laughs> what, I'm, I'm Spider-Man. Hey, what's your name, Doctor Strange? Oh, made-up names. The look that the look that Doctor Strange gives him is like perfect too. It's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what is he? Your ward? That's no. the gray line too. Um, I want to jump back just for a split second. Um, right before all that happened, you've got Banner there, and he's like, "Come on, big guy!" And he's like hitting himself. "Come on, big guy! Come on!" No. I just he love does that, that, that again. That happens he, again later. Yeah, which is kind of, I mean, in the comic books, it would have all been an internal, like, in his head. Yeah. How this would have happened. Right. It's cool to, to see it happen. And, of course, then he is the one. Wong goes back to defend the sanctuary, and he makes the call. Yeah, he picks up. The, thank God Tony just randomly dropped well, the cell goodness. phone. Yeah, thank goodness about that. And thank goodness, too, because apparently Cap and them are keeping an eye on their uh, compatriot Wanda, who's off getting a little sweetie, sweetie. Yeah, setting Edinburgh. up her own Hey, series. by the yeah. way, I really want to go to Edinburgh. I was very jealous of them in this film. I was like, man, I want to go to Edinburgh. Well, before before we get to Edinburgh with um, Vision and Wanda, we actually you mean have WandaVision? To, ah! Before we get to WandaVision... We uh um, until the next phase. Keep that. Right, 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 right. We have the guardians out there trying to get some money because yes. they heard the um, the the call, the distress call. So they're like, "We're gonna get the money." And Gamora shoots that look. It's like, "No, no, we're not. I'm just messing." It's just the boys. The boys are talking. The boys talk. Yeah. And they go yeah, and they... I look when they go and they stop out of their like hyperspace and like, "Oh my god!" And then Thor smacks the windshield. Get it off. Get it off. Like he's a like he's a dead bug or something. And then he opens his eye. And, uh, and they bring him inside, and out. apparently Quill gets jealous. Oh, it's a Quill, they, Thor or Drax has the best line. So first off, my yeah, note is I think Drax wants to fuck Thor. <laughs> and then, he's man crushing hard. And oh, then he's yeah. like, "It's like a pirate had a baby with an angel." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is crushing hard. And Gamora's is like, "His muscles are really toned." And then Peter is like. <laughs> I'm not. I'm in shape. No, you're. And then Rocky gives him the line. You're like one donut short of a, or something like one thing short of a like a donut ring or something. Something uh, yeah. nonsense <laughs> about his waistline, and it's like, and he's like gets all like self conscious all of a sudden, and he spends the rest of his time with Thor, pretty much self conscious the whole damn time. But it sets up the beautiful like when Thor's like, I think we should get a ship, and then or I can't even do the accent, but then Peter's like. I think me should get a ship and like, where are you doing the accent? No, I always talk like, no, you don't. You're lowering yeah, your voice. Lowering your voice. And, and then of course, they eventually decide Thor wants to do something, but they should do something. And it's like, but we get the, the captain of the ship, the true captain oh, of the yeah. ship, the rabbit, the rabbit. Yes. Gets him. The rabbit. Uh, I, I always prefer, I always, rabbit. of all the names they gave rocket, my favorite was trash Panda. 
but rabbit's also really good but i love the way that he doesn't take offense to it because thor is praising him yes the truly smart one like thor is unintentionally buttering him up and rocket is just like basking in it give it to me (laughs) where do we want to go i want to go get a super like a big weapon thanos killing weapon a thanos i want to go get a weapon he He tells him about the place that the rocket doesn't know it's real Right, so where they have right. to go to go to, to where, they, where they and oh gosh, I can't remember the name of it now. I can't. I have it written down. Whenever we get that far, yeah, yeah. But I like that it's it. oh, um, Nid Nidvarel, Nidavarel. That's what it is. Nidavarel. Yeah, that's real. Yeah. Um, I love when Thor is like, because like, I want to go, and he's like, "You're either stupid or you're really brave." A little bit of both. No, he says you're you're running away because it's where Thanos isn't. He calls no, him a no. coward. No, that's what Quill says to him. But yes. before, when Thor is like, it's the star, and he's like, I want to go. And Thor's like, oh, yes. you're either brave or stupid. And he's yeah, like, a little right. bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so they split off in a little pod. And this is also where we find out that Thanos destroyed Xandar is during this time. Yes, he, makes, he drops the line and lets them know that things have accelerated because he now has two stones. Yeah. And so they jump, they go through the pod, which then cuts us to the WandaVision scene where they just gotten done impregnating Wanda. I mean, <laughs> just having a nap. Yes. A nap. My they're God. having a dreary, rainy day in Ed- night in Edinburgh, and they're like, let's go for a walk. That's right. So what you do, just so you can get attacked. Um, by you know, Corvus I bet Blade. Karen Gilliam told them to do this scene because she's like, go to Scotland. Probably. <laughs> Um, we get in there. The fight starts happening. It looks to everything. Well, looks got an- well remember, Vision gets ambushed because my wife to this day is so annoyed that Vision seems to be the most worthless character. And I'm like, well, they kind of neutralized him quick. Yeah, they really quickly neutralized him. I mean, him. they knew what they were doing when they tried to take them out, and they were pretty darn close to being successful. They yeah. knew they had to neutralize Vision the way they did because without that, you're right, he would have torn them from limb from limb. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets they get they get sent into the train station, and we get all of a sudden you see someone standing in the shadows. Play the music, Play the music. and then the Avengers music kicks in, and she throws that spear. And actually, no, he throws the spear, and Captain America. Oh, sorry, the shadow catches yeah. it, and then steps forward, and there's Nomad. I mean, Captain America standing <laughs> there. There's a deep cut from the comics, folks. Uh, and it, it's just so cool. It's so cool. And then, of course, Falcon, Falcon and, and Widow, Widow show up, and they do a handy job on those two. Yeah, like they, this is gonna be an easy movie. Like everyone's just whooping these guys' ass. The only well, it's one obviously the dividing conquer is not working. So yeah. And it's just really cool. And then it's like, all right, let's let's get them back. Let's get them back. Well, they have only one place to go. They decide, yep. we've got to go home. Got to go home. They basically are going into the arms of getting themselves arrested. Yep. And this right. is where the movie does a great job of like, all right, we know they got to travel from point A to point B. So let us jump over to space where we see the flashback of how Gamora got Thanos. Or yep. sorry, Thanos got Gamora. Oh, yeah. That and was it's a nice. Just... And then we use that to cut to Drax being invisible. Yes. Which is also <laughs> how Thanos got Gamora also sets up a good bit of exposition for later on, too. Yeah. And I think that was needed. I don't know yeah. if you could actually cut that scene. No, I think you have to have it because you don't understand that there's anything there. Mm-hmm. Right. For, it really, it's, gives it you really deep sets up Thanos. Connection. Yeah, yeah. It really does give you a deep 
it lets you see just how Horrible. demented in yeah, a way yeah. their relationship goes because it's like he is literally the equivalency of like a kidnapper and abuser yeah who makes this little girl call him dad yeah, yeah. you know i mean weird it, it's it's it's, <laughs> it's not sick. not to get too heavy on a on a movie show but it's not dissimilar to like you know the 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 armies and such of like South America, Africa, anywhere. Oh really. yeah, that, where they that, take that, the that child bringing soldiers. Kids. Yeah, bringing child soldiers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he has this. I mean, the first thing like... he does is like, "Hey, check out this knife." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me show you how well balanced it is. Yeah. And then, of course, this gives you deeper insight, of course, to now understanding a little bit more about what it must have been like for her in Nebula. Because mm -hmm. for the first time, you start seeing things from Gamora's point of view, where it's obviously builds on what you saw in Guardians too, where yeah. there is that element of like. They're not sisters in the sense that they're they're literally fighting each other to stay yeah. alive one more day. They're like, you know what they are? It's a terrible analogy, but they are like dog fighter, like dogs yeah. have been trained to fight. Yeah. And yeah. that's what they are to him. Yeah. I mean, they and he claims he loves them. And in like a weird way, apparently he loves Gamora enough to count later. But in a lot of ways, it's pretty messed up. I wonder if it had been the jump ahead. I wonder if it had been Nebula there. Yeah, I was about to say, do you think he loves Nebula? Would it, would it have actually done the same? I don't think he loved her that I don't think he loved her the way he loved Gamora. They were playing a so. game of favorites. True. Okay, and this Gamora was the one who won. I don't think she really cared, but I think she saw it as a matter of survival. Yeah. You know, but, I mean, look at what Gamora has had enhancements done to her, obviously. Yeah. But look at what he did to Nebula. Yeah, oh, yeah. true. The way he spent, because even she'll refer to it in Endgame about the way he spent time perfecting her. Yeah. Like he obviously spent a lot of time on her, but it wasn't because he cared about her. It's because he wanted to treat, he treated her like she was an AK 47 that he mm -hmm. took apart so he could polish it and make enhancements. It didn't love that. It was just sure. a useful tool. He wanted to make more effective. Sure. Yeah. But he could have been more effective if he would have had the invisibility powers of Drax. <laughs> All you got to do is eat some Zarg nuts at the speed of a sloth. And then Mantis and you sees too. you. Hey, Drax. <laughs> His disappointed look. <laughs> that is just Jeff's it's the Jeff's kiss moment of this oh, movie. I know. It's so good. But of course, this is when Gamora makes the whole, makes Peter promise to kill yeah. her. Promise. You have to because promise. of what she, the dark secret she's holding on to about she knows where the soul stone is. Yeah. And, and then Thanos will make her tell him if he knows. Yeah. So we get to nowhere right after that. And we see that very um, quiet. It's very quiet. Peace. It's a peaceful place. It's a really a too considering quiet. we were too there Raphael. before. We know <laughs> it is a little too Raphael. <laughs> uh, we see that Thanos and the Collector are talking, oh, and then yeah. Thanos throws the Collector into the box. Or are they? Well, uh. so then everyone's like, "We're we're gonna go up. Right, we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. No one listens. Way. Go that way." And Drax is like, "I just get him." I was gonna go get him, and then they they do what they can to stop him. I thought but Gamora's if if that had been him, Gamora's was like cut to the chase, ended. Yeah, no hesitation. It was that was I like did, watching an abuse victim like kill their abuser, mm -hmm. like full on, just full catharsis. Even and then of course it turned out to be a lie. It turns out to be a lie, but right before it's a lie, I love the just how much he eats the scenery for that like five seconds in the movie mm. of the collector there just being like oh 
Like, <laughs> magnificent. Yeah. Magnificent. This, just this. I like to be on the set in that moment. Like how many times did they have to be like, God damn it. John, you're laughing again. Stop. We yeah, I know. All over I imagine like, that also happened with Mantis and Drax too in the previous oh, scene. Yeah. You know, uh, someone cracked in that scene. Someone broke. Yeah. Oh. And it probably was, was. It was probably like like Zoe Saldana or one of them too. It probably wasn't even the two characters there. Mm-hmm. And then after like that little as that scene's happening, you see like Thanos starts talking, and then the world just starts like the red wave away. comes over. And then you just see like collector just like ah is like the wave like passes over and he disappears. Yeah. It's it's just so and well by the done. wave, what you mean is the reveal the reality of the, the reaction reality. Yeah. The, of what, what it looks like behind. Yeah, yeah decimation. The, the, we realize we've been looking at a simulation or a, a, a mirage or I don't know what you would call it. You know, yep. A, a non-truth, a non a, 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 an illusion false reality. And it's no wonder that the Guardians are going to be able to buy this place later on. Yeah. <laughs> and why it they have was to trashed. It up. I don't even think they have to buy it. <laughs> well, they do. Well, they, they do, do say they, do, they say, do say they bought it, but they bought wasn't it for a dollar. <laughs> like, it probably wasn't for much. Yeah. Um, well, they got yeah, the dog it, with it always. They did get yeah, the get dog Cosmo, with it. So yeah. Um, God, I just love it. I love that Thanos had destroyed it. I love that. At this point, we see not we saw him do the ship, but then we see it's actually a moment from the comics where Drax is running at him and he uses the reality stone to like yeah. break him into blocks. Yeah. And then Mantis is going, she turns into ribbons. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's really cool, effective scene. And this is where we get the grimace line where Star Lord yes. calls him Grimace. Yeah. And then it's like, Peter, do it. You promised you'd kill me. Do it, do it. And he pulls the trigger. And it's bubbles. Well, yeah, but then, like he literally dared him to do it too. He's yeah. like, "Do it." She's asked, but and then, then he gives a whole line like, "I like this one." Like, yeah, he's oh, like, I like you it. got dad's approval, but dad does. It is dad's <laughs> approval at that moment. Like, oh, that's like, the, that's like guaranteed to make. That's guaranteed to make. If they had survived that, you know, Gamora would have immediately broken up with him. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, like nope. Yeah, opposition oh, defiance to my father. Yeah. And when he, this is an interesting thing. When he disappears, when he teleports out, the effects of the stone stop. Yeah. Because you see Drax put back together and Mantis. And we'll see it a couple. Like his little Lego blocks get back to stuck together. Yeah. Yeah. But you'll see this again later in the movie that when Thanos leaves. Yeah. His ability. It's like the effects dissipate. The effects of whatever he's been manipulating dissipate as well. It's like a proximity issue, obviously. So we then cut over to back to Avengers Mansion or Avengers Compound. This is like all that took place just so we could travel. And there's Rhodey with his leg braces talking to Ross. And Ross, when they walk in, Ross like arrests him like, yeah, get on it. All right. You know what? I want to. I want an opportunity. I find Ross's character to be so. I want to punch him so hard multiple times. Well, like, that's how he is in the books. I know. I mean, but I mean, the way Hurt plays him, I don't know if Harrison Ford's going to be able to duplicate this, but there was something about Hurt's performance and rest his soul. He did a great job where I wanted to treat him like they did Jared Leto in uh, Fight Club. Destroy <laughs> something, be- like beat it to a pulp, you know, scarred yes. forever kind of thing. It's just like, oh, he's like, John- you are so, you are missing the point. Yeah. John, John, are you okay? 
No, I'm not. <laughs> He's not. I He's just, not. I, I hurt. I'm not saying it's not a bad. Hurt does a beautiful job, but it's so, <laughs> you know, it's so visceral how much I hate that character. I really hated him in Civil War. Uh-huh. And I like, and this just makes me hate him again. It's like you can't read the room and understand you need these people. Oh, yeah. I wish you had snapped. Did he snap? I don't remember. I don't think he snaps. I think. Gosh, he... I wish he had. He should have snapped and had something to humble him. Now this is where in this scene, this is one of the moments where we're going to start getting confliction with the timeline, because at this point, when they come back, when um. Banner's in, and they're talking about it. There's the line, it's been a couple of years since Civil War. Which means that it has to be at least two years since Civil War happened, which was in 2016. But then in a, but in a little bit, there's going to be a line where um, Tony says, it's been six years since Thanos brought his, it's, it's been, sorry, he goes, Thanos has been in my head for six years since he brought an army to New York. Which would put this movie in 2016. So there's immediately a conflict. I know. I do like the and... fact that you immediately have Banner and Nat get back into the same room together and immediately know that whatever there was there is dead. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> dead. And this is also the exposition scene because it, it's so fast. There's like, oh, where's Scott and Clint? They took a deal. Oh, yeah. oh well, who's Scott? He's Ant-Man. Wait, there's an Ant-Man and yeah. a Spider-Man? It's a, it's a, it's a catch Hulk up. Yeah, I catch Banner up to speed about things because it's like he's like I left and everything fell apart. And what's what's great is I guarantee there was someone who had only seen Avengers or Iron Man, Avengers, Avengers: Age of Ultron, and now this, and they're just helped. as confused as Hulk was. Helped. Yep. it probably helped. If but it helped then, one member in the audience, it was good. That's right. And so then it's like, oh, we know where we can go and get something. Let's go to Wakanda. And well, there's the a whole white... thing about they have to do something about the mind gym. Yeah, we got to do Hulk the mind makes gym. that point about how we don't have to just destroy it. There could be a chance if we separate it. Right. Because he makes the whole analogy about right. that vision is not just the mind stone. He is part banner. He is part Tony. He's part Ultron. He's part Jarvis. He's more than the mind stone. He's part and Wonder so, Man. He and needs they, to get separated. Yes. And they need, they realize that there could be a chance for him. If they can separate and Banner's like, I can't do that. And then Cap's like, I know. Yep. I know where we can go. Okay. Sorry. I know a young 20-year-old woman who can. <laughs> so John, I'm, I'm gonna mention this now and because I'll forget by the time we do WandaVision. At the end, when Vision goes off mm-hmm. and he's not himself anymore. All right. Well, he's very confused. He's very confused, but he's not the regular vision because he's the the new he's vision. Something in be- he's something in between, but he's got part of the other vision in his head. Do now. you think do you think that the Wonder Man show, he's going to show up and he's going to get Wonder Man's personality? I think it would be fascinating. I don't want to replace Paul Bethany, though. But I do. No, I don't want them to replace Paul there Bethany. Is a, but... There is a comic book connection for those of you who are unaware. There is a comic book connection involving Wonder Man and Vision and that Wonder Man's uh, personality was used to help rewrite Vision's personality. And they was a merging that helped sort of bring him back after he was kind of erased. Yeah. And so maybe it could be a way to sort of like, maybe he'll act as like a matrix that they can model recovering his program on maybe. And I would I just know. love it where it's just like, he just, they make Paul Bethany just acts differently. 
It's yeah. still Paul Bethany. That way you can still have Wonder Man, so then you can have that interesting. Well, but like you, love you merge, you obviously will merge him because then he takes on these newer parts of the personality right. characteristics. Right. That you're right, could cause some complicated if they bring Wanda back. So yeah. Anyway, sorry, just it was an yeah, interesting yeah, thing yeah. that made me pop. No, you're the, right. I, I was thinking the same thing about the I, idea with Wonder Man too. So I never had that thought until the way you just said, like, we can separate. Yes, you're right. And that is that is something that is interconnected to some of the elements of the comic book, too. So that is a, a fascinating element because, yeah, Vision is a, a lot of different things. And I think when they run through some of that, they are touchstoning on a lot of those same elements from the comic book. And yeah. so, of course, this leads us to go to Wakanda. Wakanda, where, like, I thought when we were going to we open our borders there. and share our, share our tech that, you know, we might get a Starbucks. ha, ha, ha. I, just love that I, I do like when Rhodey gets it be its banner to bow. Oh, like, yeah, he's a good. king, you have to bow. What what are you doing? And they when the child is like, no, we don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> and banner it's... is just like, you know, banner is like, I want to punch you. Yeah. <laughs> so if I can turn gonna, back in the hall, I will punch you. I'm gonna kill you. Um and I like that we we get to see the um Bucky, he gets his new arm. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys were right. I thought it was White Tiger. You were right. It is White Wolf. Um, he gets his new arm that looks really cool, and then he's going to be there. Like, hey, how about a hundred year old guy's help? Yeah. And so a... they're like literally trying to set up a game plan because they know they're going to be coming for the stone, and they've now got to try and buy time for Shuri to hopefully, yeah, do something, separate the stone so they can destroy it, which they need Wanda for. So they're holding her back. And then, of course, while all of this is happening, well, I love preparing. I love while in that conversation with Shuri, mm-hmm. when Hulk's like, oh, we didn't think about this. And like the like the way she delivers her line is almost like, of course not. You're not as smart as me. Like I'm the <laughs> smartest person in the room. <laughs> yeah. No one is smarter than me. I mean, she's not wrong. No, she's not. She's not wrong. The only one who's smarter than her is technically Riri Williams. In the MCU, so yeah, well, uh, so it's it's a really cool, a really cool little thing. And I want to point out one little thing. It it's one of those sad moments of of actual reality, not movie reality. While this movie was filming, Chadwick was suffering from cancer. He was going through the treatments. Casey, as he this movie from the beginning that goes all the way back to civil war i thought that he i thought it no, started he, he, this. he may, he may I th- no he he the whole time I'm oh i sure. thought for some reason i thought it was this one no, was the he, one he where battled he did it, it on and off for the whole time he was black wow. panther but i know for a fact he was definitely getting treatments at yeah. this point yeah um and you cannot tell no i mean the no. man is a no. was a fighter yeah real life too but of course we have to cut to my fit one of my favorite scenes Back in space, right, and this, when, which we talked we about. Get, this is the whole aliens, well, and well, and now we had that sequence, but we also have the guardians showing up. Yeah, and we get the oh. favorite improvisation. Oh, well, right before the guardians, we get the all important kid. You're an Avenger, you're an Avenger. now. Yeah, and of course, then I love have... that he's so happy about it too. Like so yeah. proud. Oh yeah, it's all he's very wanted. proud. And then of course the guardians show up, and they are like. They think that they're Thanos' people, and they want to know where Gamora is. Yep. And, of course, Iron Man goes, I'll do you one better. Who's Gamora? And Drax goes, I'll do you one better. What's what Gamora? Gamora? <laughs> I love Drax. 
gosh. Trex is so good. And that, by the way, is an improv. That is an improv line that stayed in. So, <laughs> Drax's that was line non- or the whole Drax? Or the whole no, Drax is specifically. Oh, nice. That is a full. That's a full improvisation, and that was a, that's hilarious. Yeah, oh, he's so good. Um, that's of course, that's already at, that's, by the way. That's also after. Sorry, that's after they crash landed on Titan too. Yeah, they have to crash. They've already on made Titan. it. Be- they made a Titan. They could not pilot the ship. <laughs> yeah. Well, and we've also had at this point in time, um, Gamora, like knowing where the Soul Stone is, yes. Nebula is being held hostage, and she tries to and lie. She's to, the one to who Thanos tried it all out of. Yep. And then Thanos because is like, went off to try and kill memory. him. Yep. All because after Guardians two, she went off to kill him. And we learn, and we learn that the stone is on some place called Vormir. Mm-hmm. And then or, this, or with a V or with a B. V, it's v, v. It's V O R M I R. So by the v way, I want to say that when V is Victor, when, when Nebula actually does escape this little torture cell, I like it a lot. Yes, the way she I gets agree. out when she yeah. does eventually escape. I agree. Um, right after that little bit, it's one of my favorite scenes in the movie where it's Rocket and Groot and Thor in the ship, and like Thor's down, and Rocket's like, "All right, it's time to be the captain. I just, I just gotta go ask him questions. I just, mm-hmm. I gotta get to know." It starts talking to him, and then he's just like, "Oh, what could be worse?" And he's like, "Well," and it's like my year. Like everything, like Thor goes off, and like, "Oh, it just everything gets worse." But like, "Oh, I, I can relate, Thor." I can relate now. <laughs> and then Rocket's like, shit, hold on. And he go gets the it gets the eye. eye. He's like, what's this? Oh, it's an eye. He just pops it in. He's like, I oh. will watch that. Yeah. I had to, there was this time your grandfather gave me a watch. watch <laughs> oh, by the way, quick side note back to the Groot yeah, season two. When watch. he gets the nose, he does get it from a box that is obviously made up of Rocket's collection. Yes. From oh, the like group? I am, I yeah, am group. Nice. When he gets the episode with the nose, yeah. he obviously pulls that from a box where Rocket has been collecting things that he doesn't need from people he stole them from. He's the strangest klepto. He is. He's oh my gosh. But he like again, he he gets he smuggles things out like the watch. <laughs> got a watch. <laughs> Look, man, I got a watch. Your dad <laughs> gave it to me and he kept it up his butt. <laughs> so we can sneak uh, it out. I wasn't gonna let those be. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that was supposed to be an homage to that movie. Because if if it was, who knows? Kudos. If it's not, kudos. It works either way. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we then we're gonna cut over to Vormir. Uh oh no, sorry. We go to we get to um, where we get there. We meet uh, Dimtree the uh, or Edtree the dwarf. Uh, we find out has been committed has committed a very grievous sin. Yes, his hands I, are his. Well, actually, sorry, his, his life is his. His hands his belong hands to, Thanos to Thanos because he's our friend who crafted the gauntlet. Yeah, the largest. By the way, the fake in the one, universe. Considering the fakeness of the one that they had in Asgard, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, to be honest, that he was the same guy who made this one, but mm-hmm. now he's going to make Thor a weapon. But we have to get the star started. We do have to get the star started. And I like that whole sequence, especially oh, yeah. when it's well, like, how how long does it have to stay open? Mm. Just a few minutes. Oh, yeah. I, ah. And he stands in there and takes it. I don't love Peter Dinklage in this movie. I love Peter Dinklage I know, in general. I know. But he just, he plays it so, oh, I'm just a, uh, 
Like he lowers his voice dwarf. in this weird way. He's yeah, not he's your not average a, dwarf. He's, he's a hulking monster of a dwarf. I'm sure that the Russos were probably like, hey, we love this Game of Thrones thing that we filmed you in. Because they were Game of Thrones directors too. We love this stuff. So how could you just come in and um Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Geiger. Sure. Just just do it again for us. He, that was not his character. That was not a Lannister. <laughs> But yes, we get that, and so we actually get, for the first time in the film, Groot, the teenager, cares about something, too. Because mm-hmm. he literally gives up a freaking part of his arm to yep. make the Stormbreaker, which is what basically helps save Thor or revive him from his yep. near-death experience after literally taking the full blast of a star. And it's the moment where baby Groot grows up, too. Because after this, Groot he's... actually really gets a you know a sense of responsibility yeah he's no longer the little dick anymore after this playing video games talking about it being oh man you let your room go all cruddy and what a bunch of acorns on you yeah you know Mm -hmm. all kinds of like tree metaphors meant to symbolize male puberty yeah so (laughs) then at this point we're on the titan uh we're on titan and then this is the fight we were talking about earlier um one of the lines i just wanted to throw out there that i really enjoyed die blanket of death (laughs) <laughs> is trying to get tracks i love um, how they literally come up with a great plan that i'm assuming is some of peter's that we see executed but obviously it's also peter's fault it fails yeah we'll, yeah. we'll talk about oh, yeah. that in a minute um so we then cut to bormir oh, yeah. and now we see they're going up there and there's this ghost and we find out that oh the ghost is actually red skull who was teleported there at the end of Captain America, so that's where he went. Him. And I, it's it's such a creepy, cool way to bring back Red Skull, and it's a yeah, fitting punishment for him. Like the thing he wants and he covets so much, he'll never be able to get. It's not possible for Red Skull to get. He has to now guard it and tell people how to get it. But and never, it's just, never achieve it himself. Yeah, and I love like the whole like. You have to get rid of something you love, and Gamora is just like, "Ha ha, gotcha, you never bitch!" Loved anything. Huh? Yeah, you're never gonna do anything. And then when Thanos turns around, I remember being in the audience, and Thanos turns around, and you see those tears, and the audience gasped. And like, it's like a oh, moment where it's like, "What do you mean?" Yeah, what do you mean? Ev- yeah, and she's what do you starting mean? to piece it together. <laughs> the audience is figuring it together, and she's thrown off, and it's just silence in the movie oh theater. Gosh. And then you can just hear sniffles. It was this is like the surrealist thing. And it's God, it's just more is uh, dead, never to be yeah. seen again. Never to be seen again. Um <laughs> and yes. Rachel asked me something. I don't remember because she watched um the end of this movie with me. Oh. And I'm trying to remember what how she, why she got to it, but there was something she said about Gamora. And she's like, oh, well, I think she might be like, why doesn't Gamora come back or something like that? And I was like, because that's the curse. That's the curse of this stone is this death is permanent. It's the one thing in the universe that's going to be permanent. and You can never come back from this moment. And they really emphasize that in Endgame. We'll come back to that. Yeah. yeah. Because there is an even stronger sense of like, wait, can't we just undo this? Yeah, which we're going to be talking about that moment a lot as we progress too, um, forward because that's going to play out in a couple of different movies and TV shows. Is yes. that little bit? 
so yeah, Gamora gets killed and Thanos gets his stone. And then we cut back to essentially act three of this movie. And we're at Wakanda and the armies are coming and Shuri's doing her thing. And then Cap- uh, um, T'Challa gives us that famous line. Somebody get this man a shield. <laughs> yes. And so everything's going. They bring in my favorite uh, side character from Wakanda from Black Panther. M'Baku is back, baby. Yeah. I love that M'Baku's back. We get Banner in a Hulkbuster. That's fun too. Which is great. Which is a which is a fun thing because in the trailers they show Hulk in this scene and it's actually Hulkbuster. Yes. Um, and we're starting to they're starting to prep up everything. The armies are starting to go. We're cutting back and forth. This is actually when Thor is creating Stormbreaker, yep. and then he's gonna dis after he gets the um Stormbreaker, which we learned by the way. That Stormbreaker can control the Bifrost. Access the Bifrost, yes. So Thor Bifrost away. This is now when Nebula has gotten out, also at this point, yes. and the Nebula is arriving on Titan. Mm-hmm. And every we're starting the fight with Titan. We've got um, dueling Thanos battles there, here, basically mm-hmm. Titan and Earth and Wakanda. Everything's happening. I love when Doctor Strange. Oh, right before this, this, this oh, is yes. a really key thing we have to talk yeah. about. Doctor, they're um, talking through their whole moment um the whole strategy and i love mantis is jumping in the background just makes me smile oh my gosh the the lack of gravity or the the lesser gravity of the planet because it's off its access yeah and And then everyone she illustrates that while peter's talking about it by basically playing like she's on a trampoline yeah (laughs) okay let's take your plan's good but let's take your plan and pretend like i did it it's my plan now and then Mantis is the one who notices Doctor Strange acting weird. Like, what's he doing? And then you cut yeah. to him, like, the weird scene. And then when Tony's talking to him, it's like, all right, I've just seen 14 million, like, views in, like, a second. Oh, well, how many did we win? One. One. It's, it's such a cool thing that will come back a little bit later in the movie. So yes. now Thanos is because there. Because we know that he established he would literally let everybody die to protect the stone. Yeah. And this is the part where all of a sudden that equation gets changed. Yep. We get back to, so now Thanos is there. We've jumped back to where it really happens. Um, we get one of my favorite moments. Dr. Strange does like the, the arm thing. And like, he starts using the crimson bands of Sidorak. I just wish he would have said it. Um, but that's a big thing from the comics with his character, Eric, when he see like the ribbon things tying up Thanos. Um, it would be the Crimson Bands of Sidorak. Um, I love that, like, everyone's stopping him. Everyone's holding him, like, all right, we got it. Mantis, get on his head. Do your thing. All right, Peter, let's come over here. Let's get this gauntlet off. And then Peter comes in and just this cocky, dickish self. If Peter had controlled his anger, yes, we wouldn't have had everything that happens. It would be a very different Marvel. It'd be way different. But no, he gets pissed and he hits him. And everything starts, and they get managed. He manages to get that glove back. Why does he hit him? Why does uh, he, he wants to? Like, what did you do with Gamora? Because yeah, Nebula, when she yeah. shows up, keys him in. The last time she saw her, she was with him, and he's here without her. And so clearly, he literally undoes dead. what Mantis is doing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, it's like, it's and that's where moments. like Tony Stark is like, we got this. Yep. We've almost got this, and then of course Peter blows it. Peter blows it. 
And then we start cutting back. This is when we really start cutting between the two sequences. Mm-hmm. We've got to open up the shield. It's the only way. And well, right before that, like that, we learned that the army is willing to kill themselves to get in. Yes. They will rip it open and go through and get sliced in half. And go around. They're going to go the around. Threat. So we make the decision to open it. And it's such a cool sequence. You see that the charging army and then they open up the shield and then everything just starts happening. It's just like, here's and all the scenes you wanted to see. Yeah. Um, and then Thor comes down. And I, I love when Hulk's like, you're all so screwed. Well, there's some good scenes too with um with the uh, with Black Widow. Um oh what's her name? Uh, well um, um Okoye. Wanda comes down, thank you. Okoye. Oh yeah, Wanda shows yeah. up. Like where have, why has she been up there the whole time? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we get more of like I think this is around the spot where you also get like um banner like come on Hulk, come on. Yeah. Rachel no. loves Okoye by the way. She's like oh. the one that she's a oh, badass. Yeah, no no, Okoye is the best badass. fighter. I'll tell you, my, my favorite my favorite sequences in that battle is when Rocket asks Bucky about the arm. Yeah, how much? And well, when there's that one sequence where he picks well, that's, up Rocket. That's what I was about to mention. Shooting. Well, yeah. that's like right after like Thor comes down, and yes. then there's Groot and Rocket, and Bucky just grabs him, and they just do that beautiful panning shot. Mm. It's like, oh, I your arm. No, it's like, oh, I'm going to get that arm. Which he, <laughs> spoiler, that plot hole will be addressed. He will get that R. Holly, that's in your uh, Christmas special. Let's let's get to it. <laughs> that's right. One day we're going to get there. Maybe around Christmas um, at the rate we go. Yeah. Um, then it cuts It cuts back to what's going on on Titan, and it's not going well. Like, every no. things are, like, going downhill. Everyone's getting thrown. This is um, – we get Thanos. It was a great shot from the trailer. Um, Thanos grabs the moon. Yes. And like uh, yanks it down. That's one of those moments where you realize how powerful he is as a, like a, as a just a and with those stones, yeah. just how dangerous he is. Yeah. yeah, he's got. And I love that he's six now. He's throwing the energy bolts at Doctor Strange. He pops up the sh- um, the spell that makes them turn into like butterflies, right? Yeah, and float away. Um, also, Doctor Strange's magic so good. I we didn't even mention it. His spell he does against Corvus or um, Ebony Maw with. Like the um, protecting the eye of Agamotto. Oh, yeah. It's like, I was like, it's a simple, so mad. It's a simple so spell. Mad. But, um, and that tells you how powerful Strange is. So now we're seeing him against the reality stones and everything. Mm-hmm. It's so, it's so good. But I love when Tony comes back and he just kicks him and he does that roundhouse as this foot is morphing and then plants itself on the ground. And yeah. his hand is morphing, and he hits him, and gets the cut. And Thanos is yeah, like, all, all that. that for a little bit of blood. Oh, like he's literally—it's like you threw everything at him, and it didn't was not enough. Yeah, and then you know, like, that's they, the realization that they are truly outmatched. And yeah. Thanos just beats the ever-loving shit out of Tony, and Tony turns that hand into the sword, mm. and Thanos just rips it off and just yeah. stabs and Tony. Stabs, and that's when Doctor Strange has to intervene. Yeah. And he's like, here, here. And he takes it. And then this is like the real moment where you like you see Thanos orgasm when he gets the stone. Because he <laughs> puts the stone on. And it's just a weird shot. Oh yeah. It's so <laughs> weird. And then he's just like, I'm gone. And he just backs up and disappears. 
Why? Why? We're in the end game now. Dun dun dun. Foreshadow. And it's like Doctor Strange, you're supposed to say that in the next movie. You always say (laughs) you should have said like we're this is the infinity war now. (laughs) (laughs) This war's going on forever. It's an infinity war. Keeps going. Somebody's gotta get the foreshadowing going here. So then we (laughs) come back now to Wakanda for the last time. And we like everything's happening. Vision's got to get out of there. He goes to Wanda. You got to do it. You got to do it. He's here. You have to destroy. It. You're the only one. Your chaos magic, the same thing that this stone is. And you have you see that heartbreaking of course, that's moment because their situation up top had been compromised. Yeah, by the sneak the back door attack that came where Shuri had to bail and Vision then like literally went tossing out the window. Mm-hmm. Which is a great moment because it's set up earlier when Proxima and Black Widow are talking. She's like, oh, we got your other one. He's like, don't mention him. And then you're like, oh, they killed Corvus Glaive. And like, no, Corvus was doing something else. They wanted you to think mm-hmm. that he was dead. Um, like Unlike um, Black Dwarf, who was killed yeah. by Banner. Yes, because he With... got sent up into the shield and got... Yeah, got vaporized like a mosquito and a flight... Uh, mosquito... Uh... Light thing, and a, yeah, like, name. like, um, like the hell yellow zapper. jacket, bug like zapper. Jacket. Thank you, like, <laughs> yellow jacket. like the yellow jacket. Um, so it's it's really yeah. cool. They're like watching Wanda have to make the decision. Like, I've got to kill the one I love. I have to kill him to save the universe. And but Thanos, God, they drag that out forever. <laughs> that's a, they that's do a eight minute decision. <laughs> so I'm... in a two minute in a one. In a 30 second need. <laughs> yeah. So we, we get it. And then Thanos arrives and is just taking out everyone. Everyone runs after him and oh, just yeah. like boom, 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 one after another. And then he gets there right after he's dead. And then you, we forget, as an audience, forget he's got the time stone. And then you yeah. just see that ring appear around his wrist and the it clicks in your head like, oh no. Mm-hmm. And he just rewinds time. And Wanda has to watch Vision oh, die a so... second time. That is so painful. Yeah. That like, no right wonder she's going to go nuts. Yeah, no, yeah. Like, oh. Spoiler, folks. She's going to lose her mind. And so he gets the stone, pops it in, and then here comes the hammer. Actually, the axe. Thunder crack. Boom, pow. And then hits him, and you're like, oh, that's awesome. And then, it's and then like, he, he comes in, he pushes it in, too, Thor. Mm-hmm. And then I love Thanos is like, you should have gone for the head. It's like, really, you should have gone for the wrist, yeah. but the, uh, the shoulder should have gone for the head. Oh, and then snap. Oh, it's so cool. And then Thanos just disappears because all he wants to do is watch the sunset or the sunrise <laughs> yeah. one more time. That's all he wants. And I, snap. I do love that in that moment. They don't go, you know, should have been, because now I have this, and like, ex, you know, exposition, talk and mm-hmm. talk. It's just like, ah, boom. Like, like what every villain in every movie should do, which is yeah. I have the upper hand, I'm going to execute my plan. Yeah. Snap. No, it's Finger cold. disappear. It's just cold. Yeah. yeah. And then it's just like, cap something. <sighs> yeah. And he dusts away. And then he, they cut to the shot of the battlefield and you see all the people dusting and then Okoye, T'Challa and then mm-hmm. Panther disappears and then there's Groot reaching out to Rock and he's gone and then Wanda's like over Vision's body and she's gone then Falcon then okay, Mantis well, well, one, thing about, one thing about Wanda did you catch her facial expression when she dusted? 
No. Okay, if you look closely at her, there's a sense that she's oh, she's content with it. I can believe that. If you look closely, just look at her her mouth expression. There's the slightest sense that she's like, I accept this. Because Maybe she I just lost this. everything. She just lost everything. Yeah, you know, She lost everything that she loved. And to sort of see that sequence, you kind of get an impression. If you just look closely at her face, like, she's okay with it. I don't There's know if you're gonna see it in that image. There's a couple images there, but I don't know. It's like really faint. It's like the faintest of faint, like little, not a smile, but like kind of like an upturn of the lips, just barely. Mm-hmm. That almost gives the impression like she'll be happier this way, right? And at this point, mind. and at this point, she'll be, like, with, she'll be with vision again, exactly. Yeah. And at this point, you're like. Well, when that happens, you're like, oh, it can't get sadder than this. And then that's when it cuts to Falcon and Mantis and Drax and Quill. And then Doctor Strange is like, one outcome. Like, there's one way. There's one worse. Yeah. I know that's what I'm saying. And then, and then like, Strange goes, there was no other way. Mm -hmm. And then he disappears. And it's like, you hear cut Peter and like, I don't feel good. And Tony's like looking and realizing what's happening. And then he like rubs him and like I don't I don't want to go, Dad. And then he just <laughs> I say Dad. I know, but that's I mean that's essentially what the <laughs> yeah. shot is though, yeah, because is. he is his father figure. And he's like I don't yeah, want to yeah, go, Dad. That's true. That's true. And Tony has to like lose someone that he cared about as like a mentor and almost as a father. Um, he felt responsible him. for it too. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's just so heartbreaking. And then it cuts to Thanos getting to see well, his sunrise. Remember, he's in. It's just him and Nebula left there. Yeah, but it's just him and Nebula. Like, are they going to get home? Like, mm-hmm. what's and back who all's left? I think it's fascinating that when you take into account who's left, it's really just the original Avengers and a few other people. Like all the original original Avengers are still there. It's almost like it's on purpose, the original team. Not the original team. You mean the original there. comic book team? Or no, the original the original, the original Avengers movie team survives. They make it. Movie? Plus War Machine and a few others like Rocket and Nebula. Yeah, and but that they're literally they remain intact. Yeah, like, they're the core. It's like cut back to the core. Yeah, you know, except for except for Fury. Well, yes, yes, there. Fury. Well, yeah. yep. So then movie ends at the sunrise, which is ballsy. <laughs> the end, like the villain is just happy as a farmer now. He's just a farmer. Oh, a, a guy. In the words of Galen which, Urso, it's a peaceful life. Which I want to <laughs> ask. He wants to sit under his own vine. <laughs> exactly. The second movie almost implies that after you do the snap, everything's destroyed and you can't do it again. How does he get to get out of there? Stone. but no, the, the second movie and Im- the oh. second movie implies that once you do the snap and you do that thing that it crushes and like everything it all goes away no he, maybe he i'm wrong but well, what's the second, the second time movie? he snapped a second time all right yeah. all right I'll yeah that's it. how he destroyed them that's how they find him is because they they use the energy signature from wakanda to realize that it's happened again a couple days earlier and that's when they track him only to find out that the reason he snapped the second time, as we'll see in Endgame, was because he used it to specifically destroy the stones themselves. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, he, realized so, that he claimed that they were just a temptation. 
I also snapped because I ran out of oatmeal. (laughs) 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 And I needed to create something. There's a a cut scene where like Thanos actually, (laughs) before he does it, he's like, okay, what am I going to need on this planet? I'm going to need oatmeal and some barbecue sauce. He just sauce. keeps snapping like groceries and they're like, oh, they're wrong. Damn it, Amazon Fresh. There's, <laughs> there's a cabinet that's perpetually warm that he, he's, it's just stocked with infinite pumpkin spice lattes. Ah, no! <laughs> ah. So we go to credits. A lot of Grimace shakes in that refrigerator. <laughs> Oh, a lot of grimace shakes in that bedroom. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a stack of like Titan porn. Uh. <laughs> he's gotten around the Virginia no porn law, so he's got Pornhub just playing. <laughs> Sorry, I broke Eric with that one. Uh, so we get the credits. It's sad credits, the music and everything, and then we get our tag. One tag in this one, unlike other ones. And it's Nick Fury and Hill driving. They're trying to piece together what's happening. Mm-hmm. And then all of us, they get out of the car and you see a helicopter falling out of the sky. And you're like, what happened? Why did the helicopter fall? And a car, or they get out because the car crashed. And then Maria looks in and sees no one's in the car. The helicopter's falling to the sky. And you start to go like, oh God, what happened if a plane, you're flying in a plane and the pilot snapped out? Like, your plane's going down. This is the only time where this kind of gets acknowledged. Mm -hmm. Um, Although we will talk about a worse scenario when we watch the next Spider-Man Which means there there are people who, during the snap, died not because they were snapped away, but died because of... Oh, yeah, your pilot was pulled. Yeah, Yeah. which then goes into... Which means they don't come back in five years. That's what I was going to say. Not only do they not come back in five years, when spoilers to end game but when they bring everyone back that thanos killed there's a possibility they wouldn't come back well don't they get snapped back where they were too that's what we're going to talk about <laughs> in... which means people snapped yes. away in the midair i know we're going to talk about that in great detail when we watch the yeah, <laughs> uh, they have some fun with those snapbacks there's one of i don't remember which one it is like some guy snaps back in and it's like He's in his house, but there's another man with his wife, and he oh. doesn't know that, like what had happened. Uh, anyway, so Maria gets dusted. People all around are dusting. Nick runs, and I get the T'Challa feeling that, dusts. So yeah, we mentioned T'Challa. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, Nick, I get the feeling that Nick felt it because some of them get like act like they feel it before it happens. I mm-hmm. think Nick was feeling it once, like as Maria was dusting. And he runs and dusts off that old pager and he pushes the button as he dusts. It's like, oh, why do they have to put these snakes on this motherfucker? <laughs> dust out with the pager. But the best part is when he drops that thing he's been messing with and what do we see? We just see a random symbol. We have no idea. No, and I remember no, my man. wife being like, Some what is know. that? Why do I care? Some and I'm, Some of us know. I know. And I'm like, oh, it's setting up another movie. And it's amazing. <laughs> Like, and then she looked at you and movies. said, we're not in a movie theater. Stop whispering in my ear. I'm, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Actually, we did see this one opening night together, and I did whisper in her ear <laughs> okay. what was going on. Um, yeah, that's, oh, man, such a good movie. Such a good movie. Yeah. So before we do our quick final thoughts, um, Eric, why don't you tell us about a library while I pull up what we're watching next week for the Uh-oh. ladies and gentlemen listening. Well, uh, all right. This week's library uh, took just kind of a random, just went off kind of based on my own uh, wants 
uh, if you will, because usually I try to tie it in. This one's not tied into my knowledge uh, to the MCU. This one is actually a little bit based on a recommendation. I think I probably gave at some point when we were given some recommendations in the past. Uh, but if not, Reservation Dogs uh, is on Hulu is how I watch it, but I believe it's an FX show. Um, and it takes place in uh, the Muskegee Nation um, in what I believe is Oklahoma. I, I, I think they actually are in Oklahoma. And so when I looked it up, I was able to kind of pinpoint the library that I think they would have gone to, which is, or at least one of them, one of the likelihood ones, uh, Okama Public Library. I hope I'm saying that wrong, right? Sorry, uh, but I'm probably saying it wrong. Uh, Okama, O-K-E-M-A-H. Uh, that is also the name of the local town that it is located in, Okama, Oklahoma. Uh, for those of you keeping score at home, 74859 is the library zip code. And we're back to a library with a lot of cool information about it. So I'm going to have a little bit more to share here. Um, so kind of going in, and this is a lot of this is from their library. Some of this is from the Library of Congress. So we're going to a little spoiler alert there for where we're going. Uh, the story of the Okama Public Library began in 1927 when local organizations and citizens began organizing a committee and board, uh, collecting furniture, books, um, and rent to establish a library. A temporary space was found in a gift shop, and on April 9th, down to the day, folks, April 9th, 1927, the Business and Professional Women's Club, which I think is all one, one club, Business and Professional Women's, uh, held an open house to introduce the library to the public. Uh, five months after opening, uh, the library was moved into a city-owned building, and in 1937, a new building was constructed under the Workers' Progress Administration. Uh, I believe that might be part of the New Deal. Uh, I have to go back and double-check that myself. Um, <clears throat> so uh, uh, a new library is constructed. For all of you just listening on the podcast, which I, I don't think anyone's watching, <laughs> uh, go and check out this library on Google Maps. Try to get like a street-level image. This is a very interesting library it's probably the smallest library i've covered so far um and so i really recommend going and kind of looking at it to, to better understand kind of what this library looks like as you kind of understand more about it so five months after it was open it moved to a new location 1937 they built a new one um an addition was added to the library in the 1960s again from a street view i think you can actually kind of see that addition or lower likely addition area um, and the Okama Public Library now is still located in this historic, and I'm going to say this, rock building. That's right. The building is made of just rock. And again, looking at the uh, the building itself, you'll, you'll kind of notice that. Now, part of what helped me go to the Library of Congress for this library is the fact that Okama is the home of Woodrow uh, Wilson Woody Guthrie. Uh, born July 14th, 1912, uh, died October 3rd, 1967. Uh, among Guthrie's most well-known songs are Pastures of Plenty, Bound for Glory, and This Land is Your Land. So yes, the the uh, the writer and singer originally of This Land is Your Land, uh, that, that song, uh, by virtue of its popularity, has become something of a alternative national anthem in many cases for the United States, right? Lots of people know that. Um, and so on October 5th, 2001, Friends of the Libraries of Oklahoma, uh, which I believe is Folio, as they pronounce it, uh, designated Okama as a literary landmark in honor of Woody Guthrie. So it, it, I believe there, too, you'll even see a, a stone statue of Woody uh, on the grounds or, or close by. Uh, the, the 
getting on with it. The library is closed on Sundays. It is Oklahoma, folks. Uh, so it's closed on Sundays, and every other day you should be able to go between 11 and 2. Um, but you'll see expanded hours uh, on most afternoons on the weekdays. Um, and so as I mentioned, it's in Okama, Oklahoma. Uh, it is the home uh, hometown of Woody Guthrie. And the library itself is located just one block from Woody Guthrie's childhood home. Um, and honestly, there's not a ton more around there in terms of landmarks or otherwise. It's just a quaint, nice little town. Uh, definitely some local cafes and stuff to make sure you check out while you're there um, and, and kind of work with stuff. But And I think it, even on their website, they mentioned that they're not too far from the middle school. So uh, that's kind of where Okamai is. It's a really cool looking building. I, I highly recommend everyone at least check that out on Google Maps. Um, and yeah, Okamai Public Library in Okamai, Oklahoma. Back to you, Casey. Awesome. awesome. Thank you, Eric. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, after you get done going to the library and getting yourself some books on precious gems to put into your male jewelry that you will wear on your hands, then you can watch the next movies with us. So we watch part one. We watch Infinity War, Avengers Infinity War. So let's not Hybrid, watch part two. Let's not watch part two. Oh, let's, no. let's watch. Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and then Captain Marvel. So those are the next two movies that came out um, in the movie theaters. And they are slightly imperative for the next movie. So, <laughs> Just a bit. Just a bit. Tiny little bit. So you can find those both on the Big D. The Big D Plus. <laughs> you can watch Ant-Man and the Wasp and Captain Marvel. Alright. So, here we go. Let's do our final thoughts final thoughts so let us hit up mr uh, evan so let me pull up your thing if the stupid ad will go oh my god stop with the ads all right john um overall for grouped what was just for season two what was, what was I liked you... it a little bit better than the first season i thought they had some solid episodes i'd give it at least a four stars nice nice all right and would you upper end middle or near a bottom of your near list near the top of my list honestly nice fun. see eric he likes things Jesus. he likes things except for the the classic doctor strange course, he I mean, for some reason hates that movie. he hates good music that's what that's all about <laughs> hates good music all right john so what would you say um infinity war last thoughts then your rating and um where you put it uh i gave it five stars it's um number six on my list Nice. Um, so, comes in behind Winter Soldier and behind Thor Ragnarok and behind Black Panther in terms of the MCU in front of Guardians of the Galaxy. What's your um what are your any final thoughts though on it? Like I, I like I like that it did and go in a direction where it left you as an audience member like realizing this wasn't going to be squeaked out at the end. Like everything we felt that we thought was teased for us that maybe they'd pull it off at the end did mm -hmm. not happen. So we nice. were left with a sense of, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mr. Eric, um, let us see what you thought of some Groot specials. So so they uh, fell all over the yeah. place this time a little bit for me. Um, Mine do, too. So um, are you my or overall thoughts on I Am Groot first? Right? Overall thoughts on the season two. I mean, it's. It's clearly establishing itself more as like a, a kid-friendly toy seller versus uh -huh. 
a lot of canon fun or anything kind of sketchy in that way. But that said, yeah. I mean, it takes 15 minutes to get through the season, you know, if even. So it's 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 a lot That's of fun. That's a time commitment. And and <laughs> Groot, Groot is just a fun character, especially at this age, if you will, or this mm-hmm. kind of this iteration. Um, and so it's nice to see it. It's fun. Yeah. It'll be curious to see how long they milk this cow, but it, they're not unenjoyable yet. So, yeah, go yeah. watch them. They're, they're not going to take are, any time. Are you my group? What would you rank it? Are you my group lands at forty three behind Spider Man right. two ahead of Marvel uh, item forty seven? How many stars? Four stars. Cool. All right. Next up, you got Groot noses around. Uh, four stars again lands at forty one, just ahead of Spider Man two, just behind All Hail the King. Ooh. All right. Groot Snow Day. All right. So Groot Snow Day. I think that. Yeah. Groot Snow Day. Um, was a lot better this is one of my favorites probably one of my my two favorites on this one uh that got five stars it was really great um and it split uh two of the other one shots agent carter and a funny thing happened uh, so it's ahead of funny thing happened on the way to thor's hammer just behind agent carter nice uh Groot sweet tooth this was probably my other favorite of the uh of the one obviously my my bigger favorite this man's at number 19 uh just ahead of ant-man and just behind dr strange the last one by the way was 23 uh, snow day Nice. All right. And then the last one, the um, the best one, I think John and I would agree, um, Groot and the Great Prophecy. I disagree. It had some weird kind of feel to it. I'd like to see it expanded, hopefully. Uh, it was number 33 on my list. I gave it four and a half stars. I did like it more. I thought some of the, the gags and stuff were funny. That's really all it comes down to for me in these Groots. Um, so yeah, it lands at 33 ahead of some of the other two from last season, Groot's Pursuit and Magnum Opus, but right behind Big Hero 6. All right, and you would watch Amazing Spider-Man over this, over over what? The Groot and the Great Prophecy. Yeah. So you would watch a two-hour movie over a, you know, <laughs> it's four not about minutes. the time at that point. That's not what this is about. <laughs> All right. So everyone wants to know. Everyone, especially everyone. our listeners in Brussels, what did you think of Infinity War? Where did you put it? And are you right or wrong? <laughs> I'm right. Uh, I put it at the very top. It's number one. Five History stars. will judge in a minute. Um, and the reason I put it there is because I honestly got giddy watching it a little bit and how excited I was over the fact that like maybe re-watching all the movies in this sort of sequential order and, and this sort of closeness to each other yeah. um, has really allowed me to see how well done uh, this universe is and how, how Infinity War really is this kind of first in a way that even the other Avengers were never uh, this first true bringing together of this larger picture of Marvel um, mm-hmm. to, to really come together and create one of those great, you know, sort of shared comic book experiences. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I gave it five stars just cause I, I, I really liked it. I, I put it at the head. I, I think if we ever get to that sort of reshuffle, I could see it falling down a couple just, yeah, especially right. as we add a few more in the future. I, I know it will. All right. Well, it's, I see mm. you really like it. John yeah. hates this movie because it's number five on his list. Number All right, six so... on my list. Thank you. Oh, sorry. Six at your list. Sorry. You can't even You're get right. that right. Come I on. I can't get it right. Six. I'm sorry. Um, let's see where I put this thing. Where do I rank this If you this put it list? any lower than me, I'm going to rim- just First off, helps if you. I actually picked the, um, the yeah. right list. Uh, all right. So real quick, um, Groot, 
Um, I enjoyed I Am Groot. I do think that the first season is slightly better. I feel I was more consistently happy with the first season, but I really enjoy um, a couple of these. So first one, really fast, going through these. Are you my Groot? Are you my Groot? Is um, um, I give it three stars, and it's number 12 on my list. It's just behind Magnum Opus and in front of Black Panther. I do like the uh, I am I am Groot line where it's clearly signifies oh they grow up so fast at the end yeah. of that one. Um, Groot noses around. I like this one more. Um, I actually put this at three and a half stars, Ooh. and it is number ten on my list, just behind Homecoming in front of Magnum Opus. Groot Snow Day. Eric, I'm so sorry. I'm so so sorry. Two and a half stars. Ooh. It is number 43 on my list. Damn. Just behind Groot's Pursuit and in front of Age of Ultron. Wow. Groot's Sweet Tooth. Groot's Sweet... Uh, sorry, Sweet Treat. I don't know why I want to say Sweet Tooth. Um, three stars. It is just behind Deadpool 2 and right in front of Groot's First Steps. And then Groot and the Great Prophecy. I think John and I are in agreement. It's the best one. It is four stars for me. It is number six. It is right in front of Doctor Strange and right behind Groot takes a bath. Now, Eric, moment of truth. Crazy are... beat Doctor Strange for you. You love Doctor Strange. I love Doctor Strange. I do. Um, Eric, moment of truth. Are you right or wrong? You are right, my right. friend. Yeah. Infinity War, <laughs> five stars. It is number one on my list. It beats Spider-Verse. It's just so good. It, it's an amazing film it's an amazing feat that they were able yeah. to pull this off and build up this this series to this point where it pays off so well mm-hmm. if you were if i were to judge this on just is it a great movie just to watch to pick up and watch no, no. not at all don't do it <laughs> you need that backstory for this to ha- to pay off so yeah there's a that, lot um... that happens before this <laughs> yeah yes um, but it's 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 really good. I really enjoy it. So um, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Two of us really like this movie. One of us truly hates it. Um, it's it's how it always happens. It seems every time on this. Right into notfunnyguys.offthereels at gmail.com to tell John why he's incredibly wrong about. How about you write in and tell them that because you put something at number six just outside your top five, they're <laughs> delusional and being hyperbolic. <laughs> That's how this works, though. How about you write That's in and tell works. us? Don't use big words. This is Marvel. <laughs> or or how about you write in at notfunnyguys.offthereels at gmail.com and just let us know your comments, thoughts, concerns. And, um, and you're right. We are going to be, we're starting to get to the end game, no pun intended, of the MCU. And we will be looking for our next franchise that we'll be watching. So write in and give us some suggestions. You can also find us on the Insta at not underscore funny underscore guys underscore presents to see some wonderful artwork that Mr. Evans is um, posting randomly that he may or may not get from the internet. You can find us on the Twitter at not funny guys pod. You can find us on the blue sky at the not funny guys on blue sky. Yay. You can find me at Vash underscore Maxwell on Twitter. You can find me as Vash Maxwell and letterbox. You can find me on blue sky as Casey Franklin. Eric can be found letterbox as Eckley. He can be found on the Insta at hot, hun- hot honey underscore comics. And at some point in time soon, blue sky, what will and it be in, called? And in North Virginia land of the uh, student drivers. That's right. Land of the Civic. So just avoid it. Avoid that place like the plague. 
<laughs> Unless you like student drivers. Um, John, where can they find you real quick? Uh, you can find me on Blue Sky at Arching with a PhD. You can find me on um, Instagram at esoteric underscore by underscore design. And you can find me over on Letterboxd at esoteric underscore Evans. That's right. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a journey, and we look forward to continuing with you all, assuming we all make it through Hurricane Lee. Have a good night. And remember, if it doesn't say not funny, guys, then it's not us. So say not funny, guys, again for us. <laughs>